fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. With your host, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Alright, this is gonna be so good. 95.9 FM, 610 the sports animal. The cream of the crop! And talkabq.com. Turn it up! Turn it up! Good morning, Albuquerque! Spring is in the air. Especially after a polar vortex. <laughs> what a crazy week of weather. I'm your host, Fred Slow. Joining me, Uno Momento. You see, I've been in Albuquerque for three years and some change now, Vital. I speak Spanish. Uno Momento. Van Nunley, as he is currently corralling our very first guest of the day who will be Orlando Marquez who you know from a million different walks of life here in town specifically we're going to talk about what he's doing and as a realtor the market's up we're going to talk about that a little bit good morning Vital how are you pretty good kind of a wild and crazy game last night that I was running over on seven. Oh my gosh KKOB the Lobos are down 26 midway through the first half got it within two with less than four minutes to go and made a fight of it, but in the end, just like you know, the kind of up and down season they had, they lost to Wyoming. Were they down twenty five? They were down twenty six midway through the first half, thirty to four. Shoot, seventy nine sixty seven loss. But to Wyoming, like you said, felt closer because they definitely outscored them there in the second half. Yeah, McQuatch, uh, Malawatch, the uh, lone senior for UNM, 30 points. But uh, it was a crazy game. That's my point. That, that was an entertaining game even though they lost. Well, soon, according to the NCAA, you can be able to watch basketball in person. 25% capacity at the tournament. That's what they're saying, Vital. That's in the state of Indiana, right? Yes. Yeah. Which, guess where I'm going to go? Guess where I'm going to go, Vital? Now, do you go to that all the time, or that's I am, is that one of the bucket list places? Oh, yeah, that's right. Your girlfriend lives in that. That is yeah. right. So the missus lives there. There's six neutral sites. Correct. And if Indiana says that they can have 25% of fans, I'm going to go to Indianapolis, and I'm going to be... I'm going to be a statistic. I think one of the requirements is that you have be to super be spreader? vaccinated. You've got to be vaccinated. That's one of the... Van Nunley joining us. And we're just 10 short minutes away from Orlando Marquez, who's going to join us and talk all things Albuquerque, all things New Mexico. Vital was telling me last night on the 770 okay. that the Lobos, who were down 26, made a triumphant return to almost. Oh, th- did the boys beat the spread? <laughs> yes, they beat the spread. Well, there you go. No, they did not. That's a big win. They did not, because Wyoming ended up pulling away. The Wyoming Cowboys... The second best logo in college sports. The, the pull-away method. The pull-away method, okay. yes. It's a game of streaks. Yeah. It's a game of streaks. What's the best mascot? That Cowboy Today's Joe? varsity. That Cowboy Joe mascot is one of the best. This is a tremendous question, Vital. I'm glad you asked it and I didn't have to propose it. Last segment of Today's the program. Today's varsity today. We'll get to the bottom of that question. I just knocked over something in the studio. I apologize to the listener. Today's varsity. Best... We just say logos, or do you want to say college logos? Are we put in logo and or mascot, or just logo? So we're getting the interpretation right now. Okay, which one is it? Oof, I'm a big mascot guy, so 
but I like mascots. Okay, we, I like we talk, logos. We were talking right. logos. Let's so talk. Let's do logos. Best logos. Are we do one of each? Okay. Nah. No, because it's nah. varsity. Because that would make one yeah. of them JV. So today's varsity. Okay. Is the best. I wrote logos. All right. Wyoming Cowboys will be in the mix. Strong. If we had done best Lobos, it'd be a Luke Longley conversation. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what it would be. Top shelf. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> Tony Snell in the conversation. Good morning, man. Welcome to the program. Hey, good morning. You were one minute late, but you weren't late at all. Well, I am often. Yeah. As most people in this area are on okay. Albuquerque time. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Before you stepped in, spring is in the air. The polar vortex is passed, Van. Thank God. And not only is it passed, since it's passed, Puxatani Phil said, you guys are good to go. Sweet. I don't know if that part's true. I didn't watch. I saw the movie, but I don't know. Is it six more weeks of winter? If you I see, always forget. If you see your shat, if Puxatani Phil sees a shadow. Yeah. So if he comes out on a sunny day, okay. six more weeks of winter. Sure. If he comes out on a sunny, so overcast, I don't know what verbiage to use. Sure. I'm not, I'm not famed TV weatherman fill in the blank. Steve Stucker. Thank you. You're welcome. Could not have came up with that. A gopher can do your job. <laughs> <laughs> but did you get that little snap this week with like the county going to yellow and the return to normalcy and like I felt the sun. Yeah, Puxatani Phil saw his shadow, so it's two more weeks of Armageddon in Texas. Okay. Yeah. Ted Cruz said famously in 2016, I'll believe in global warming when Texas freezes over. That age, that age like milk. See, when you when you put something on Twitter, okay. here's the thing. It's basically... Somebody will screenshot it yeah. and wait for you to say something stupid, i.e., Ted Cruz four years ago. It's not somebody. It's somebody with an axe to grind. Absolutely. Yeah. If you if you have any sort of level of fame or infamy, yeah, you can either be famous like you and I or infamous like today's first guest, Orlando Marquez, joining Ayo. us at eight fifteen. Somebody wants to just destroy you. Absolutely. Yeah. No one posts. Twitter rants from four years ago of you saying something super nice and it comes true. Right. I've never seen one of those in my entire friggin' life. Sometimes you can be a country music superstar and going on a terrible rant in your backyard, just throwing expletives out left and right, <laughs> and you have a neighbor who's mad at the Homeowners Association <laughs> who posts that online. Are you just trying to have a good time with his buddies? Here's the thing. I don't condone hate speech. I don't condone ridicule or persecution of anyone based off their religion sexual orientation in in his particular case i do condone drunken idiocy yes been there i, I, do, I do condone yeah. pissing off your neighbors of course i do condone making fun of your friends mm-hmm. but not carpet bombing no, your neighborhood no. with the n-word that's 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 uh, where do you draw the line? Yeah, right there. And why does your album go to number one? That doesn't make sense. Oh my god! <laughs> I, he was like, "Stop! Show show me the uncomfortably large Venn diagram of capital insurgents oh, oh and people who bought his album the next day." Today's varsity best logos. Period five zero five two four six zero six ten. We're gonna take your recommendations on that. 
Lobos, tough loss last night for the boys. Tough loss for the boys. Air Force coming up. That's a good little rivalry. It's right up the street. Right up the street. New Mexico's on the men from COVID-19. Denver's on the men. Excuse me, Colorado's on the men from COVID-19. Feels like it's getting better. I got that feeling, too. I got that vibe. I was talking to a friend of the show, Uri Bassin, yesterday, who administers vaccinations for the state. So it's set up through the Department of Health, but they do it through like private entity, right? So like Uri works for the Albertsons. Sure. You know what? Let's have him join us next week. Sure. Let's do that because let's have that talk. That'd be a really good program. And yeah, because I was I I'm so inquisitive. I need to know. And I was I, I was, need the information. I'm getting the shot next month. I'm finally getting my I'm finally getting poked next month. First of all, congratulations. Thank you. Uri was telling me that. I don't the, know if you know this, but I'm very special. I'm a one A. But I, I waited for other people to get it. So the classic move is if you have to tell people you're special, you're not actually special. Well, my mom told me I was special when I was a baby. Do you, so, okay. So I think it's true then. Have you ever unswaddled a baby and watched them stretch first thing in the morning? Uh, well, first off, you you uh, mess up the word swaddled. What is it? You said swallowed. Oh, and the why? You can't unswallow. It's early. Baby. It's early. My goodness. Yeah. I was actually talking about Gerber. Swaddle. That's a very important word to enunciate. Just do a little stretch, a little baby stretch in the morning. Wake you up. <laughs> so Uri was saying that there are currently more individuals in the state of New Mexico with the vaccination as opposed to individuals in the state of New Mexico with COVID-19. Turning a corner. So that's an incredible little statty boy right there. Yeah, it's great. Great news. As we hit the spring, Okay. Because I thought I was going to do a New Year's resolution. I was going to. I just like I just narrowly avoided death. I was I was gonna I was gonna hit the round running, but there was still all these obstacles socially, mentally, emotionally, all those right. kind of things. Yeah. With COVID nineteen going away, with my seasonal depression going away, okay. With sports coming back, ooh, baseball. Thank you. I got a new resolution. Ooh. Okay. A little new March resolution. Spring resolution. Spring resolution. Okay. I'm going to get back to the basics, man. Okay. Okay? I'm going to start taking care of myself. I'm going to start taking care of those that I care about. That's you. I'm talking primarily about you. Oh, thank you. And the listener. So, I actually, I had that backwards. The Which, listener, then you. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Priorities. And I'm going to do that by traveling to Indianapolis and watching the NCAA tournament in person because I miss sports so bad. You get your pressies? It's in the works. Okay. What do I got to do? Call a guy? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You got a guy? Yeah. Hey, um, and it, I'm on the list. I'll just walk up. <laughs> Are you going to print out another uh, BuzzFeed lan- lanyard? So that story is good. <laughs> All right, we got two minutes. I'll give it real quick. So this would have been 2000. Oh, my gosh. 10? No, before then. 2008. Some time ago. Okay. And uh, it wasn't BuzzFeed. It was Bleacher Report. Ah, yes. Super close. So, um, so Bleacher Report is brand new, right? It's like this internet thing. It's like uh it's like semi affamed, okay? So this would have been 2011. So the St. Louis Cardinals are in the World Series mm-hmm. in 2011. As they often are. As they so often do. Sure. As they will in 2021. So I print off a Bleacher Report logo and put my photo on it. And then I throw it like I laminate it and throw it on a lanyard. And literally just walk into Bush Stadium. No sure. one stopped me. No one asked me a single question. This is post nine eleven. Post nine eleven, Vital. 
I then went around to the smoking gate because that because it's Missouri, yeah, and you still have to have a smoking section, obviously, because here where cigarettes cost fifteen dollars a carton, they're only four dollars a carton in Missouri, and I let my buddies in, and I let my buddies in, <laughs> like because they had hopped the smoking gate, and I just. Open the door right in. So there we go. That was the time that Bleacher Report got me into a World Series whenever uh, there weren't enough press passes on my radio station. Shout out to Bleacher Report. <laughs> also, shout out to 590 The Fan in St. Louis who didn't have enough press passes. <laughs> Figure it out. You're the hometown. <laughs> shout out to Laminating Machines. We're going to grab a break. We're going to get Orlando Marquez in. We're going to talk, uh, talk a lot. So we're going to talk about community involvement. We're going to talk about the real estate market. We're going to talk about Top Golf because we're all obsessed with it. Obviously. We're going to laugh a lot. Get ready for that. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by Mexico Pinon Coffee. I had New Mexico Pinon Coffee five days this week. It's a beautiful thing. There's We're on day six, well, day seven. It's almost every day. I mix it up with tea every once in a while. Yeah. But New Mexico Coffee. Almost every morning. They partner with Watermelon Mountain Ranch, and they're doing an adoption program. We're going to talk hmm. about that, too. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. 8.15 in the studio. 75 degrees inside, van. What, 25 outside? I have no idea what it is outside. It's 60 today. You're supposed to get to 60? Shoot. Mid-June. Mid-June. Baseball weather. Here in Woo. February. Speaking my language, Vital. My favorite part about the program is when we're bringing people from the community. And when we bring them in, we make a spectacle out of it. We blow it out of proportion. And that's what we're going to do this morning with Orlando Marquez. The Versace Mariachi. Woot, woot. <laughs> Who you are familiar with from, if you were like us, one year ago today, yesterday? One year ago. At the, at the pit. Because you perform... The mariachi. <laughs> yes, I do. In front of anyone who is willing to listen to it. Hey, you know what? If people are willing to uh, to hear us, we're ready to go. Orlando Marquez uh, wears a lot of hats, and we're going to jump around a lot, so make sure you turn the radio up so you can <laughs> stay in tune with us. and keep you on your toes. Orlando Marquez, the Versace Mariachi. Yes. Was my favorite halftime show since Prince okay. before <laughs> did the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Also, oh gosh, we love you, Van. <laughs> also, real estate broker, also community influencer, also political everything, multi time Albuquerque Bachelor of the Year. I don't know if that part's true. Yeah, I know. That part's not <laughs> true. Yeah, <I> know. <laughs> Orlando's joining us. Uh, we actually connected earlier this week. Uh, we were talking shop outside of the workplace, and we thought just how much fun this would be to come in because we started asking much questions about real estate. Mm-hmm. Van thinks his home is worth a million more dollars than it's actually worth. So you had to talk him off that edge. But the market is up right now. It's, you know, the market is is an amazing thing right now because you truly have a win-win situation. Uh, there's such a, a amazingly low amount of inventory out there. Sellers are getting amazing money for their houses. They're getting top dollar. But at the same time, interest rates are historically low Buyers are getting tremendous deals as well. You truly have a win-win situation. The, the challenge is to navigate through the inventory part because, you know, you're getting multiple offers. You know, you're getting over asking price. It's 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 pretty pretty crazy out there. Five star reviewed realtor on Zillow.com, Van. Big deal. Orlando Marquez. <laughs> so it's 
help me understand the structure. So it's Keller Williams mm-hmm. is the Don, right? So, so Vans were watching Sopranos. <laughs> I just finished Vital. So we're gonna do six seasons. <laughs> six seasons in two weeks, buddy. Well, that's all right. After this, we're gonna talk about your depression. Oh yeah. yeah so yeah. okay. So Keller Williams is Tony Soprano. <laughs> and you're you're in the mafia, or you're, how does it work? Yeah, you could kind of say that. But we're underneath the uh, I'm underneath the umbrella of Keller Williams Realty. Um, I started. I kind of did this in reverse. So I started out in leadership. So I was brought in as as the team leader of uh, Keller Williams at uh, the Academy office, and then uh, went into production after that. What does production mean? I, don't I, I just went. In, I got my real estate license. Oh, okay. Started slinging houses. <laughs> I think that would that would make him Polly Walnuts. Okay, yeah. and that's Steve Buscemi. No, no, no. Oh, <laughs> that's uh, Tony Sirico. Okay, yeah. So that's Ray Liotta. No, 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 no. That's his name in real life. Oh, <laughs> he's an Italian in real life and on the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, Cle- Cle- Polly Walnuts is the one with the the gray streaks over his ears. Clever casting is the way I say it. Sure. So, so you decide to go from leadership position to a to a homes position, and what was like the passion with that? What was Whenever you, whenever you were getting into like showing homes and helping people, like like what about your personality was like? Hey, I'm going to do this and I'm going to help a lot of people. I've always been somebody that really appreciates the relationship building. So one of the things with me is is you know, and the things that I've tried to uh, establish with my clientele is like I'm going to treat you like family. We're going to become friends because I'm helping you through arguably the biggest purchase of your lifetime, and that's a very very important thing. That's a huge thing in somebody's life. So, and there's a lot of ups and downs and pits and valleys and emotions that go through the process. Um, my job is to help you navigate through that. And if things are going crazy on my side, you're not going to see it for me. I got to make sure that <laughs> you guys think everything is under control, but, uh, my job is to abs- just make sure the transaction goes through with uh, no hiccups. So how, how would people reach you? If they have questions about real estate, if they have questions about the market, or if they're just curious. They can, you know, I mean, I'm pretty accessible on social media, um, you know, on all platforms. You can find me on, of course, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Um, You know, I'm pretty, pretty active there. And you can just, you know, give me a call, shoot me a text. I'd be happy to answer any questions for you. So how often do you show up for a real estate appointment and it overlaps with your time doing a mariachi show and you show up to sell a house full-blown <laughs> yeah, mariachi regalia not gonna lie i have not had that problem yet but i have changed in the car before oh, from okay. a gig to an appointment <laughs> very saved by the so, bell of you sweet <laughs> that zach morris has to be at two places at once superman was a mariachi real estate salesman <laughs> um the first time i physically met orlando this is a real story the first time i physically ever met him we were doing a what food- does that mean physically met? well because i knew of his ex- i knew of his presence <laughs> I, I was at the pit, and I saw him from a distance performing, yeah. but the first time we ever shook hands, uh, you and I were doing a food drive with the city of Albuquerque and Dave and & Buster's, right. mm-hmm. and we were, uh, we were producing like pasta dinners and desserts and, and whatever for sanitation workers. Sure. We were having a lot of fun with it. So then we afterwards called uh, Aaron Chisholm, friend of the show, Chisholm Trail RV, and we were like, hey, we got kind of got like a lot of extra pasta here. We want to donate it to like some food efforts. We want to donate it to some food. And Orlando was there in like five minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> well, we usually 
usually when Aaron tells me to go somewhere, I'm usually there pretty pretty quick. So, and you two have partnered on a lot of things in the community as far as uh, how everyone was affected by COVID nineteen and the response to it. Can you talk a little bit about like what you and your group and your mariachi and your realty and then Chisholm Trail RV have done to impact not just Albuquerqueans but everyone in New Mexico? <laughs> I mean, well, it's hard. It's hard to really, you know follow up with with Aaron and what she's doing at Chisholm Trail RV because she has done so much in the community. It's it's amazing and um, kudos to her. I mean, her passion for our community is is really it, one of the things that really, really why her and I connect so well because we're both passionate about New Mexico. We both moved away for quite a while. We moved away um, you know, for 12, 13 years. She was in San Diego. I was in, in, in Las Vegas, Nevada, and we all both came home. And, you know, we both have this sense of we want to give back to the state. You know, for me personally, I just, I just wanted to make a difference because, you know, when I was in Las Vegas, Nevada, it never truly felt like home. Like I was there and it was great and I had a great time, but it just never truly felt like home. And there's just something to be said about this amazing state of ours. And, um, I'm not one of those that's just going to bash Albuquerque and New Mexico and blah, 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 this, this, and that. Okay, great. The easy part is to point fingers and rant off on everything that's bad with sure. find a solution. Well, I hear a lot of find people- a solution. Okay, great. You know? Okay. Yeah. We've got this issue. What are you going to do to make a difference? What are you going to do to help change this? Because sitting behind a keyboard on social media and ranting and raving isn't going to do anything. And what people don't understand is like, well, what, what can I do? You know, I, I don't have these resources, this resource. You know what? You don't have to move the whole thing by yourself. Do something simple. And I'm, and simple as just, you know, be a good dad. Be a good mom. You know, be present for your kids. It can be something as simple as that. Maybe volunteer at your church. It doesn't have to be a huge thing. But if we all make a little bit of an effort, it'll make a huge difference collectively. So tell us about what you're doing with the the outreach for the youth in the community when it comes to music and and mariachi and and Spanish music in general. So two years ago, I helped pass uh, with the the help of Luis Hernandez, who is the executive director of the West Central Community Development Group, and Dr. Jennifer Gomez-Chavez from UNM. She's also the co-chair of the Hispanic Heritage Committee. We helped pass um, a memorial uh, at the legislature that would preserve... New Mexico Spanish music and mariachi music in the state of New Mexico. So New Mexico Spanish music is very, is, is very, um, you know, <laughs> special here in the state of New Mexico. We take so much pride in our style of music here in New Mexico Spanish music. And it's long, long tradition. But two years ago, we passed a memorial to preserve this. Now what we're going to do is create an entity so that we can help supplement school programs uh, in the school district. Now, we recently we just started with an after school program at um, at South Valley Prep, and so me and two other colleagues are going to be teaching this after school mariachi program to some kids that just signed up to be part of it. Oh my our, gosh! Our first day was Thursday. How old are these kids? They're like they range from like eleven to fourteen, like middle school. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they have no music Ackerman before, and you just, you introduce them to it. We we are starting from scratch. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Did, am I too old? Not at all. Come on down. <laughs> Never, buddy. God, I want to get in on this. My daughter went to a, a Spanish-speaking elementary school, and mm-hmm. she got into um, 
Valle Folklorico, mm-hmm. and that had a, a huge impact on cultural understanding right. and appreciating can me- you, Mexican and New Mexico culture. Can, maybe, hey, so, may, not for me, but for the listener. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it's a type of traditional dance. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So the, the Folklorico, which is the, the, the traditional Mexican dance, coincides with the mariachi, which is the folk sure. music. Sure. Um, so in Las Vegas, Nevada... Uh, I helped create a district mariachi program with four other educators. And now they're up to 6,000 mariachi students, Sweet. 36 mariachi teachers, and like 32 schools. Oh, my gosh. It's a beautiful thing. And so, and here's the unique thing about it. And, and I know a lot of our listeners are from Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. Cool. But uh, we have a lot of transplants here in the city. Mm-hmm. I had no exposure to this before right. I came here. I didn't even know it existed. <laughs> like I, My ignorance was so strong that I literally thought it was like... Like uh, Bugs Bunny stuff, like 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 Mexican hat dance stuff. Like I had no idea, and I'm like, this is not from. I didn't. This is I didn't know. This is a place of ignorance. Not, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not not intolerance. Not hate. Like I was just dumb to it. So when I came here and would start to see like the culture, and I want to use the word beauty, but I don't feel like that's strong enough of it. Um, that was incredible to me. And then like all the little subsets from it. Like we we uh, we shared a birthday the other day with a, with a friend of the show, and and. And there's so much life in in Hispanic and Mexican music and culture that um, I don't know enough about. So if there's programs in the city that can expose me to that, I'm going to take advantage of that. And then vice versa for the listener. Well, you got you to figure in, in Hispanic family, Latino families, music is this kind of like it, it represents so much of who we are as a culture. If, if the listener wanted to get a hold of you guys, if the listener wanted to help, if the listener wanted more information – where would they reach out to get information on these programs that you help out with? Easiest, easiest thing, just reach out to me on social media. I think that's been the easiest and most effective way for people and whatever platform you're looking for, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty present on all of them. So uh, reach out, Orlando Marquez, and we'll take it from there. We went a little bit longer than I thought we would on this. So let's stretch out just a little bit more because I want to I talk a little bit of sports with you. I know you're a big sports guy. <laughs> I, know you, I know you know the world a little bit. So, so we'll grab one more with Orlando Marquez. Uh, obviously, thank you so much for your stuff. And then before we let you go, we'll touch base again on the reality and everything oh, that's going on. Absolutely, no problem. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffees, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Full disclosure to the listener. We do a lot of paid partnerships here on the program. This is not one. Orlando Marquez is just our friend. Yeah. <laughs> boys helping boys. Boys helping boys. Hey, appreciate that. Because, tell me if I got this number right. From one year ago today, the market is up. <coughs> I almost died. The market is up for sellers like 15%. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. It's crazy. Van, sell your house. I am. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know I am. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Van. <laughs> Do all those, finally do your honeydew list, sell your house. March, all March. Okay. That's all I'm doing, all March. Orlando, you're a big sports fan. We know this because Van saw you at the top golf last, or you didn't see him at the didn't top. Didn't see him, yeah. I saw him on the the Instagrams. Oh, on the Instagram. Okay. Yeah. On, on the, the gram. The Facebooks. <laughs> see, are you, you're, you both are now addicted to top golf, is that correct? 100%. I wouldn't say I'm addicted, but I'll go every time I get a chance. <laughs> okay, so that's called an addiction. <laughs> an addiction. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, there's no 12-step program for that. Yeah. So. yeah, and you'll never recover. Like, fully, you're always an addict. <laughs> we went last week. We talked about it at length. We went for Van's birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Van was like, well, that's not enough birthdays. And you went again. Yeah. 
Was one, of, one of our mutual friends was very upset <laughs> that we already had a party of six. Yes. And he wasn't there with us, so he had a reenactment with another mutual friend ah. who had a birthday. So you didn't invite me or Orlando, but Orlando... Wanted- we were also maxed out again. Oh, okay. We couldn't have any more people. <laughs> Elaine, you went down for the first time. We, uh, what was your impression of that? We're going to have Peter Bowman on next week to talk about it a little bit. Um, speaking of paid promotion, yeah. But uh, you went, you went uh, last night. What was your experience? How did you enjoy it? You know what? It was great. I've I've gone to Top Golf's in Austin, Vegas, and the both of them in Arizona. I think Is this uh, guy Top Golf or what? Gilbert <laughs> <laughs> and Chandler, I think. Um, and this one was, I mean, they did a great job. That's great. It was well worth the wait. It was a great job. You know, I thought the area was just perfect. Parking's easy. I mean, good job. Oh, I agree. It's a great service. Service is fantastic. That's what I was about to say. It's a great vibe. Fantastic. And like all the servers, everyone who works there, it's a great atmosphere. They're like Mm -hmm. happy to be there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing. And also, this is going to sound little clean bathrooms. (laughs) Okay. I love that. So, all right. About that. (laughs) Ever since the pandemic hit and. People have been allowed to go back into like you know stores and restaurants. Bathrooms have been cleanest I've ever seen Love in my it. life, and I'm yeah. like, why did it take this to just clean the bathrooms? Because yes. <laughs> like, I mean, and I'm a like, I'm a big guy, right? I'm a tall dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The last thing I want is to have to stand in a mess or be around a mess or like, uh, and I feel like I can see on top of things different than people. Sure. Like I can see like the top of like the divider, and I'm like, why? Come on, guys, just wipe it down. Just wipe this thing down. Anyways, it was beautiful and clean and wonderful. So we're going to start a new Bathrooms of Albuquerque Instagram. Is that what you're saying? Is that a real thing? It's about to be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, hey, there's nothing like a clean bathroom in a public place. Every home that Orlando Marquez and Marquez Realty sells is a five-star rated bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you guys know. Just so you guys we know. We go above and beyond here. Uh, we're going to bring in your sports Ackerman, okay? Oh, geez. Comeback player of the year 2021, Carson Wentz was traded in the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> he has to be the comeback player next year, right? He should be. He's got to get through a season first. Well, it's not Philadelphia. Right. <laughs> he has talent around him. Yeah, finally. If all the problems, for all the problems that he had in Philadelphia, this is the best opportunity for him, period. He's got his golden god offensive coordinator as a head coach. He's got the best offensive line in football, good running game, receivers. So if if he's not successful, it's obviously him well, this time. They were saying the other day, he's under more pressure now than he ever has been because now sure. he's got everything. Boom, here you go. Yeah. Here's, here's the keys to the Rolls Royce. Do you think it's more pressure than ever, though? Because like, I don't know if I feel that way. I feel this is like, no matter what you do, you're better than any other option that was in Indianapolis right now. Like, Because with Phillip Rivers and all of his kids retiring... <laughs> Carson Wentz can show up in – does he have to win 13 games? I don't think so. Nah. No, he's got to win 10 games. Mm-hmm. Just get him a Wait, wild no, card. you got to get to the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. You have to get to the playoffs. You get to the playoffs, you got to give up a first-round draft pick because the deal was a third and a secondy, but if you get to the playoffs, it's a third and a firsty. Correct. Or if you don't get to the playoffs, but you play 75% of your – how do these people figure this stuff out? I think it's hilarious that the Eagles traded three first-rounders to get up to draft him. Yes. And they don't even get a first to get rid of him. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That just hit me. Operating yeah. at a loss. That's Doug Peterson through and through. Well, yeah. I think it depends on how those first rounders panned out, though. Right. Because if they didn't turn out 
to amount to anything. Well, hey, that's an excellent point because if you can't draft, like, what's a who, what's a team that really can't draft? The Philadelphia Eagles. So, like, if you're a team that can't like pick the right guys, what's the matter if you got first round draft picks? Right. right. You don't even know what you're doing. Yeah. Sure. In three or four years, that first rounder is going to be off the team. So, d- did it really pan out? Did you really get your ROI on that first round draft pick? And that's why you can't like grade these right away because you need like five, six years. You, you do. You know, there's a real estate guy talking sports when he says ROI. Yeah. <laughs> Carson Wentz, the real estate. Uh, yeah, I think uh, this is a pretty good investment here. We'll flip it in five years. We should be able to get two thirds of a loss. Yeah, three first round draft picks for three quarters of one good season of Carson Wentz. I don't have his his pro football reference in front of me. I don't know, but I, five years, I think. Five years he's been in the league. Is that right? Vital, you would know. Five there. years? Yeah, so five right. years. What do you do in your first five years to make your coach hate you? Because that's what him and Doug Peterson was. Like, they didn't have a relationship that worked. And of, like, any two people that need to be symbiotic, it's like those two people. So, I mean, is he a head case? Is there something up with him? Like, what? And by the way, Philadelphia hates everyone. So I'm not even, like, that's not part of the conversation. But, like, where does the ship go off a course between Carson Wentz and, and maybe leadership or maybe coaching is have you guys seen any insight into this or got any idea? I don't know. For the city that threw batteries at Santa, Carson <laughs> Wentz got off kind of easy, right? All they did was hate him and publicly lambast him. <laughs> and no physical altercations. Didn't get hit by a single battery. I think he got out of Philadelphia pretty easy, to be honest. They didn't talk for weeks, Orlando. Yeah. Can you imagine going to work and not talking to your boss for weeks? That's pretty weird. I'd appreciate it, to be honest. <laughs> hey, in some cases, it's a good thing. Did you just describe my dream job? Sometimes Vital just takes the headphones off. He's like, we're going to go. Not this week, boys. Yeah. Yeah. It's eh. not, not happening this week, guys. Sitting this one out, fellas. When, like, there's a lot of, like, you're just a broken at that point, right? Like, your coach doesn't talk to you. You draft Jalen Hurts, oh. which you don't. Like, this isn't Aaron Rodgers. This is Carson Wentz. Right. Like, you can't withstand that blow. Yeah. Yeah. No other option for how poorly it went in Philadelphia. Like, and by the way, that I, year, I think what's what's interesting is how fast they've declined after a Super Bowl win. You just stole that right out of my mouth. Wow. I was just going to say that they're going to build a statue of Nick Foles <laughs> outside of the <laughs> oh stadium, and then their <laughs> MVP guy. level quarterback and the coach who won the Super Nick Bowl are Foles. gone two years later. Jeff Hostetler. Three years. I mean, what other backups had just dream runs real quick and then couldn't do it anywhere else? Uh, Tom Brady, um, <laughs> Kurt Warner. Uh, there's a handful of guys. The The thing that's so like um, <clears throat> perplexing to me, like mm-hmm. the thing that where I'm like, okay, I just don't get it, is how you can have a guy, and then that year they went to the Super what did he play, like 13 weeks? 13 of those mm-hmm. weeks? Is that what it was? And then immediately, like, and by the way, good on Nick Foles like nothing here is against Nick Foles but you can't be like that's the dude like you cannot in a leadership no. position in an organization because then the rest of your team is like and we saw it happen oh they'll just give up on you like the flavor of the week will come in and and you're not even on the shelf anymore and it's like mm-hmm. to me that's kind of Philadelphia in a nutshell like they don't care at all like in my opinion they don't care at all about their players and and you lose your guys, you lose your players. Except I guess Jalen Hurts now. Who? It seems when Jalen Hurts came in, the team played really hard for him. Like there was like a immediate increase in effort. So I don't know if it's just like a locker room thing with Wentz, or I mean, we'll see next year, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're definitely going to see because Hurts will have the keys to it, right? All right, buddy, you're the starter now. We got rid of Wentz. This is on you. 
You know when we'll really know, though, is in like a month, two months, whenever like the draft is here. Oh, free agency, too. Yeah. And then the Colts are like, do we draft a quarterback? Because mm-hmm. then you'll know. Because like, if, if they don't, they're like, okay, we're bought in. This is our dude. If the Colts are like, I don't know, fourth round. If the Colts take anyone in the first three rounds, then you're like, okay, they they don't. They're not really buying. This is a stopgap. Mm-hmm. This is a, a gigantic misread. Yeah. And the Colts draft well. That Taylor kid was fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wasn't fire to start. Well, he's a rookie. He's a rookie. Yeah. Well, it takes some time. It takes time to get acclimated, you know, to learn the playbook. I mean, it takes time. It's that offensive line that the Colts oh, got. Oh, man. They're, they're really going to prove themselves next year, too. Because they were, they were, what, best or second best in the league mm-hmm. this year. So, But it's a thing with Phil Rivers who will just drop it. He'll, okay, I'll go five yards to Jack Doyle. I'll go five yards to name whatever running back you plug in because they seem to have four or five of them or something. But, yeah, you can't get sacked if you don't have the ball. Like, Carson Wentz is a hold it, run around, try to do some weird stuff guy. You got to change that up. You got to, like, connect with him to where it's do the right thing. Well, but that's why at least he went to a coach that understands him that's coached him before. Right. That's, that's a good point. makes sense. I just want, like... The most competitive league humanly possible, and I want them to all trade quarterbacks every year. <laughs> if that's if that's a thing that we can have. I'm super excited to make jokes about the Super Bowl next year when it's a super racist coach Super Bowl. When you got the the Colts and Bucks, when you got Reich versus Arians. Okay, stop. What do you, come on <laughs> wow. now. That's the re that's the reach. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wait for it. Orlando, we had so much fun with you this morning. Thank you for taking the time. Hey, it was great, guys. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. We'll have to do it again. Is it rough to wake up this early after a top golf night? Was Not it at all. Okay. Yeah. Better man than me. Well, you know, <laughs> it, it could have been a long night, but no, I was a good boy and went home. Oh, uh, boy. Orlando Mar- Marquez on Twitter. What is it? Um, I have a couple Twitters, but uh, <laughs> just uh, Orlando Marquez. Okay. Uh, Facebook, same thing? Orlando Marquez. Okay. Uh, d- Instagram. Sure. Just Orlando Google Marquez. it. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> And if you, if you find two profiles, you're like, I'm not sure which one it is. It's the one who's better looking. Sure. Yeah, like find the one with the better looking guy. That's the one you're looking for. Orlando Mark. I'm not going to look in a mirror for three or four days. Oh my. After no. Sitting next no, to no, Orlando. No, no. You know, there's no way. There's not a skin treatment that I can get that will <laughs> bring me to the level that he is currently at. At Orlando ABQ, Orlando Marquez, the Marquez group, underneath the Keller Williams umbrella. Absolutely. So the, all the resources of Keller Williams... With the connection of a of small, intimate, passionate realty group. Yeah, baby. Sell your house. Buy a new house. Hey, one. I know we got to go to break. Last question. Um, when you're like selling homes, you ha- do you have that one story that is so much fun? Do you have that one story where it's you connected with a gigantic family, or you connected with a an individual that just maybe didn't think it was going to go as well as it did? Do you have that thing that's just like inspired you to go forever? Oh, absolutely. God. It just happened. Yeah? <laughs> the deal I just closed. In the quickest version, what is that? Um, this family that helped relocate to Las Vegas, this deal was up and down, multiple houses, not going to buy it, crazy transactions, and we pulled through. And they become great friends. And they're going to have Christmases there for 30 years. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. incredible. I, I told them I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, perform for their housewarming party with the mariachi. Sweet. <laughs> Love that. Orlando Marquez, I appreciate you being a friend of mine. I appreciate you being a friend of the show. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, homie. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. We're, of course, powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Okay, Van. Okay. 
tried to walk Orlando Marquez to the elevator. Say goodbye. Got stopped by Eric Strauss. Got stopped by someone doing construction in the building. Got stopped by like the security guard at the front desk. Most popular guy in the city. Absolutely. Couldn't get by. Eric Strauss currently on KOB, 770K KOB. You listen to Eric's program ever? Sure. He's excitable. Yeah. Yeah. Spunky. I wish I had as much passion about anything that he has about the Republican Party. Yeah. He loves it. We often see him yelling yes. frantically across the glass. Yes, we That's do. because he's a disappointed Steelers fan. That is, Ooh. yeah, okay. Shots fired. Someone's going to call him right now. I don't, what's the KOB number? 3333? 243-3333. Call Eric Strauss. <laughs> Give me your condolences on the Steelers. He's going to come over and say, what? What are you guys doing? Oh, he, he comes in every morning. He came in at 7 this morning and started railing at me about the Packers. Of and, course. And then I railed with him about Big Ben. 505-246-0610. We're taking calls all day. The NCAA tournament is returning in 2021, Van. Because if you remember in 2020, canceled. Nothing. The Ivy League said, we're not doing it. So no one did it. You know what else is returning? Please say baseball. Fans. (laughs) So, a limited number of fans at the 2021 Men's Basketball Championship, including all rounds in the Final Four, okay? The number is 25% across the six venues that will host games, all right? So, let's say, like, the one I know about is, like, Lucas Oil, right? So, like, Lucas Oil in Indianapolis is going to host around it's roughly like 40,000 people so that puts you at roughly like 15,000 people i know that math's not right but close enough it's very close okay 10,000 people you can't (laughs) divide the number four by four (laughs) so i did struggle with that okay so you got 10 here's the thing that caught me up on that Uh was the math you don't say yeah so, that's so many people. It's a lot of people. That's kind of a lot of people. And players and coaches and vendors and security. and I get the have your family. I get that. That one I get. I get the support staff. And I get the like very select whatever. So, if that's booster, if that's donor, if that's president... If that's if you're in Indiana, if that's Mike Pence, I get that. Because I'm feeling better about the country. I'm feeling better about the pandemic. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, I'm getting more and more confident, as evidenced by going out to Top Golf last night. I'm about to hit you with the butt. Are you ready? I knew it was coming. But. What if we just wait a little bit longer? (laughs) What if we just hold out a little bit longer? I know you're an Earth first kind of guy, Fred. Uh, Yes. But on the planet Earth, we live in this country called the United States of America. Uh, Okay. I mean, 49 of our states do. And and we pray to the mighty dollar. Actually, it'd be 48. Um. (laughs) Yes. Okay. We pray to the almighty dollar 
And this move, as we all know, has nothing to do with enough people are vaccinated. It has nothing to do with our building safety is finally up to par. This is money, baby. It's about the dollars. It's all about money. With that being said, I would 100% go. Oh, but I'm going to go. <laughs> I would feel so so fine with it. I'd go to an isotope game at 11.01. Today. Yeah. If the isotopes had a first pitch today at 11 a.m. I would go. I would leave the show early. How long would it take for you to get the studio would, to the stadium? Yeah, I would say, Vital, you cover it. What are we, eight minutes away? Like, I would I would be there. Yeah, less than 10 by yeah. car. That's what we need. Yeah. Here's the thing. I know I don't need it. But I, similar to you in Top Golf, I'm addicted to live sports. Sure. I'm addicted to concerts. I went multiple years not missing a day baseball game yes. at Isotope Stadium. Correct. I, I build my whole life around day baseball games at Isotope Stadium. It's my favorite thing. Are you telling me like I didn't attend with you? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm talking to the listener, not just you. There's nothing better, period. I, like You could 505-246-0610 all day, and I will tell you you are wrong. There's nothing better than going to a day baseball game when you are supposed to be doing something else. Oh, nothing like that. Nothing like that. A close second is taking a nap when you're supposed to be doing something else. <laughs> now you know why people love day baseball at Wrigley Field. Oh, um, yes. Mm. And also, the traffic, if there's horrendous, it helps you avoid yeah, all that. Yeah, it's a little neighborhood. Literally people, anywhere. If there's a day Little League game... Sponsored by friends of the show I Nine Sports. Yes, I will go to a little league baseball game. And crack open a cold one. Yeah, you can't do that here, sir. Well, I'm pouring it into a plastic cup. It's so it's it's fine. And my thing about returning to sports, I so I want to go to that day game, right? I want to go with you. Mm-hmm. And what I want to do is I want to buy two Bud Lights. Okay, I want to sit down with you and I want to drink them. Sure, and then. One seat over from us, or two, because it's a day game. There's plenty of seats. There's going to be a, a gentleman and his buddy who've been doing this for 40 more years than me and you have. Oh, yeah. And we know we're going to end up being them one oh, day. yeah. And we lean over and say, Penny, for your thoughts, friend? And before you know it. You got the best stories ever. Yes. Yep. You got stories about the Dukes. You got stories about... The if you're from St. Louis, Missouri, the Browns, and you got stories about like teams that you don't even know had first basements, and you know what it cost me a Bud Light because I went and bought them one. Because thank you. Yes, I would like to share the snacks that you brought from home, <laughs> which is a pretty sweet thing to do. Yeah. yeah, he's like he's like, hey, I just uh I just got an air fryer from the kids for Christmas, and I made these pumpkin seeds. <laughs> Yes! I got a year-old bag of peanuts. You want to join, join in on I, I do want that. Thank you, Monsanto. Aren't all peanuts years-old bags of peanuts? Okay, that's a great point. It's true. Didn't they bag... They bagged the whole world's worth of peanuts the same year they made candy corn, right? I think that's... Peanuts and salt are similar. They don't expire. One of them is a rock. So that is why it doesn't. I thought that whenever Major League Baseball got rid of sunflower seeds... I was like, there has to be so many bags of sunflower seeds. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? No. That's where, what I'm saying. Where are these? I'll have one. Let me ranch flavored. You know what the best far seed would have been today? Hmm. F- flavors of sunflower seeds. I got a top two. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if that was over the air or in the air, but you're totally right, Vital. Opening day. That's our opening day varsity. The sunflower seed flavors. 
I love that. We already did ballpark snacks. We'll do, do them all. We'll do it again. More fans returning to sports when we return from the break. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. Of course, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Turn it off! Back on the program, it's the WandaVision recap hour where we spend the next hour of the program recapping all things Marvel Universe and WandaVision. Oh my God, man, can you believe it? <laughs> I can believe it. Because I watched it and it was phenomenal. Somebody does have that podcast, obviously. Like, oh yeah, yeah, multiple, multiple. Got to be a bunch of them. Vital, do you listen to any podcast? Yeah, actually, I do. CBS Sports. They got the best. Yeah, they got a lot of sports stuff. Yeah, I mean, you mean I thought you meant sports podcasts. Well, obviously, because you're a sports guy. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm into. I'm eclectic. I'm into a lot of stuff. Yeah, I wear, I wear a lot of hats. Stuff. Music podcast. Oh, I love it. music. You familiar with music? I've listened to it once. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we were talking about uh, the NCAA tournament and the six different tournament sites there in Indianapolis. So Lucas Oil Stadium, Banker's Life Fieldhouse, Hinkle Fieldhouse, Indiana Farmers Coliseum, Simon Assembly Hall. No clue what that is. It's in Bloomington. Is that where I guess the college is? Yeah. And then Mackey Arena. Okay. Three of these are, four of these are in Indianapolis. So what we need to do is buy stock in like whatever restaurant is in Indianapolis right now. Because everyone in the country is going to make their effort to get to Indianapolis for this NCAA tournament. That's a pocket of the country that I know nothing about. I only recently become exposed to it. And I'm going to tell you it's very in the middle. What's, what's big there? Like Hardee's? Like restaurant wise? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't know. Yeah. There's White Castle. Max Big Boy. <laughs> They have those older. I is that I don't know. I know that's the upper Midwest area. Yeah, but the the one with the giant baby holding the tray. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't oh know yeah, from around. the Simpsons. Yeah. Or is that a donut? It's Hardee's there, not Carl's Jr. Right. Okay. Hardee's that's why I said Hardee's. Right yeah. There. Yeah. a difference. It's checkers versus rallies, and I'm not sure where that differentiates. <laughs> The Mississippi is that where is that where they switch over? It's rallies in St. Louis. Oh, so I'm assuming it's more of an East Coasty boy. It's become actually this here's a little Indianapolis. It's become a little like Chicago. They got a lot of like Giordano's is there and stuff. Like that's kind of weird to me. You don't know what that is. Vital knows what that is. Yeah, Giordano's. They used to live right down the street from a Giordano's. I mean, it's it's all Chicago over there, right? Like Pretty Chicago, all middle part. It's, it's, Chicago, Detroit, it's only a couple St. Hundred, Louis, St. Indy, Milwaukee, two hundred miles from yeah. Indianapolis, Chicago. Isn't that the most Midwest sentence you've ever heard? Yeah, yeah. It's only hundreds of miles. <laughs> no big deal. I mean, all those big cities are in an area smaller than New Mexico. Like they're all that close. Milwaukee's ninety miles north of Chicago. See. They build they build vertically in those cities, unlike here. Right. So here to like, because we have a pristine landscape here. It's beautiful. Yes. The Marquez Group does a really good job of putting the cityscape in their logo. Smart. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's landscape for your boy here. I'm a landscape guy. Mm-hmm. Give me the Sandias. Give me the Manzanas. Mm-hmm. You know there's volcanoes? 
Sure. We're surrounded by volcanoes. Yeah. So fans are returning to basketball, which is good, which is good. I mean, I hate it, but it's good. I'm just worried about a big spike. Man. I am worried. I'm worried about a big spike. But you, you can control it in small doses, but I don't know about six different sites in 64 games in two days. Like all that traveling, all that in and out of restaurants, all that in and out of hotels. Yes, like, Uber. But I'm sure it's going to go great. Because I'm the same doofus that said the NFL season wouldn't finish. You did do that. Yeah. So let's say me and you go, right? Hypothetically, we go. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> we're going to do the right thing. We're going to be safe. Yeah. We're going to make the right decisions. We are going to leave unscathed. Theoretically. Theoretically from our practices. Dr. Fauci said that if we do those things, we'll be fine. Six feet of distance. Yep. Wash your hands regularly. Wear your mask. I believe it. Now, let's say someone... I'm not going to name names. Ted Cruz goes. Okay. He's not. Well, he's going to do whatever he wants. He's going to do whatever he wants. Yeah. And that's when people are going to get in trouble. Exactly. So how do you police the actions and behaviors of 10,000 people? And then, let's say it's like the first day of the tournament, right? How many games are in the first day? Uh, 32. 32. Yeah. Like a 32 over two days. And have you ever been to one of these? I've only been to one. I went to one in Boise. I went to one here when I was younger. Okay. Yeah. So you don't buy tickets to just one. You get them in like little – so you get like four at a time. Yeah. Okay. So you have to like move people in and out. Not does not does everyone stay. There's an exchange of tickets outside the building for the game you want to go to. There's a lot of like variables. Right. Here's something I understand about the Midwest and the South – um, most of the anti-corona people okay. are there. People <sighs> who still don't believe it's a real thing. A lot people, of truth. People still don't believe in wearing masks. They don't care about social distancing. The majority of people who have that kind of belief are right there. And a lot of them will be attending this. So it's going to be tough. Logistically speaking. And I'm going to use Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil Stadium is the one. That's the one people's familiar with. That's where Peyton Manning used to hang out. You know what? Let's let's make this micro. Let's say it's the pit. Okay. Okay. Now the pit is fortunate to have like ample parking around it. Yeah. Cool. You could probably safely and easily move ten thousand people in and out of the pit with proper like coordination and effort. Lucas Oil Stadium is in downtown Indianapolis. You, there's parking garages. There's crosswalks on major roads. Like you are not going to be able to separate ten thousand people all trying to get in at nine fifteen. Well, game started at like eight a.m. on that's East Coast time. There's not the amenities that you have here. The luxury of space, and that's to me where I start to get weird. Yeah, I mean, inside the stadium itself, that will be very easy to police. Yes. Block off sections. Correct. Got cardboard cut out. Uh-huh. Tape off seats. Absolutely. Whatever. But exactly, I agree, which I don't often do, Fred. Yes. But I agree with your assessment that it, hurting people in and out of the stadium will be the biggest obstacle to a, another big outbreak. There is a mall one block from Lucas Oil Stadium. That will be the most popular spot. In Indianapolis, 
besides the Hardys. For three weeks. <laughs> Caddy corner, there's a little Caesars right there in the corner. <laughs> That's where I start to get a little sideways. Because I get the NCAA can be like, hey, super spreader. We got you. We'll, this venue is the safest venue that's ever venued. And when you walk in, we're going to spritz you with Lysol. And we're going to take your temperature. And we're going to check your tonsils. And, and we're going to check your Lucas oil. I get all of that. Well, Fred, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair, Fred. I don't think it's going to be. I mean, obviously, there's going to be an uptick in positives during two weeks after the NCAA tournament. Sure. That's a foregone conclusion. It will happen. But I don't think a lot of people are going to, you know, die from it. You know why? Oh, gosh. Okay. Because so they're already dead. <laughs> what? Half a million people in the United States have already died of this. So we already we already got rid of all the elderly. We got rid of all the obese. We got, all, we got rid of everyone with diabetes. So who else is going to die now? <sighs> We already killed them all through our lack of understanding of science. They're already dead. Forget about it. It'll be fine. Go to the NCAA tournament. <laughs> we are two re- two weeks removed from the Super Bowl, right? Sure. I haven't seen that article. It said there was a huge spike. Because it's in Florida. They're not going to tell you. They're just going to lie to me? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Hey, Google Florida. (laughs) I feel like there would have been a huge... what, And I don't mean from the game proper, but I mean from like avocado vodka or tequila or whatever afterwards. Is that a thing? That's what Tom Brady was doing. Avocado vodka. Oh, okay. All right. I'm with you now. Sorry I missed your really funny joke. That's all right. But I'm saying like they're like... The spike, the quote-unquote spike or whatever. If there was a surge, I feel like I feel like I would have seen it by now. Because the people that are so adamant would have made a point to put that out there. Because I'm over here like, it's going to be bad. I'm, I'm siding on fear. And by fear, I mean like awareness. I don't actually mean like fear-mongering. Right. I'm afraid. But according to this New York Times article, cases are actually down a little bit. We're, we're, we're too, too close for a spike. Okay. But it's been two weeks. Almost. Tomorrow it will be two. Yeah. It's been 13 days. Yeah. This coming week is when we'll see. Let's revisit this next week. Sometimes you have to... Help those that want help themselves. Well, absolutely. Okay. And I don't feel like I can put my thumb on how the NCAA is going to do that with NCAA fan. Yeah. I think NCAA can police, like I said, they could police it in the stadium. That's it. But what are you going to do with a, a downtown area? You said there's a mall across the street. There's a mall. And there's restaurants and lots. Yeah. And tens of thousands of people are going in and out of a place. And this is not March in Albuquerque. This is March in Indianapolis. You're not going outside to parks. (laughs) That's a good point. 
March is cold in the Midwest. You want me to explain to you lake effect weather? Oh, yeah, yeah, Because there's big old lakes out there. With all that said, am I so ignorant that I would still do it? 100%. Yeah, I think I am. I mean, we're leaning towards going. (laughs) Am I, is this a term? Am I a COVID survivor? Is that a term? Well, how hard it hits you. Yeah, I think survivor is correct. Okay. If someone who gets it and is asymptomatic or they just got like cold-like symptoms. Do not shame someone's COVID experience. I wouldn't. Well, I'll do whatever I want. I got a microphone. <laughs> if if like they went through what you went through, I would call that a survivor. If they had a runny nose and they lost the sense of smell for three days, I wouldn't call that a survivor. If these tickets go to the public and say the NCAA is like, hey, public tickets, present your vaccine pass. Yeah. There's a secondary market. We're all very aware of that. You'd have to eliminate the secondary market. How do you do that? Digital something, right? Well, I mean, once you got the vaccine, Bill Gates is going to put the chip in you anyways. That's not a real thing. The little chips are in the needles. That's how they track you. I know when, like... They'll just scan your blood, Fred. (laughs) For why? (laughs) No one cares what you're doing, Cletus. Uh, Cletus spent another day today, sir. Uh, He was outside. He was, in fact, on the prairie, and he was mending fences... Um, I mean, literally, sir, he was fixing, he was fixing the fence all day. Um, it's, it's absolutely absurd how long it takes him to, uh, to correct a fence. I went to a Super Bowl as media a couple years ago and the way they do it there, you get like a lanyard placard deal or whatever. It's got your face on it. Super big. You can't take a photo of it. You can't put it on social media. Because then they turn it off. Right. Okay. And you had to, like, submit, like, your social security number. (laughs) You had to submit, like, background checks. Because they don't just let anyone into the Super Bowl. You have to do something similar. Yeah. Also, I'll donate $100 to St. Jude's if they put up my cardboard cutout. It's my go-to move. It's a good one. Yeah. I will just call and tell you that. I regret not doing that last baseball season. Yeah. One in every stadium. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like Marlins man is in every stadium. Yes. <laughs> Final thoughts, fan, on fans returning to the NCAA tournament. Are you going? Ugh, yes. I would go too. Yeah. Yeah. And I would feel gross the whole time. But I'm young and air quotes healthy. I'd show up in one of those WandaVision spacesuits. Yeah, body condom. Yeah, body condom. Yeah, like naked gun body condom. I don't think I get that reference. <laughs> you don't remember the body condoms from Naked Gun? You remember that, Vitel? Leslie Nielsen? Love yeah. Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. He's great. And maybe that's just like a joke that I missed. Um, well, it's a scene from the movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> back-to-back football when we get back. Do you want to go... 
Kellen Winslow Jr. first, or do you want to go Vincent Jackson first? Flip a coin. When we get back, we're flipping a coin. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinon Coffee, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program. We're having a good one today. Often is, my friend. You know what I failed to mention earlier? I've got a fun 10 a.m. guest. Did I fail to mention that to you? I don't know. You mentioned it to me. I don't know if you mentioned it to the listener. The YMCA of Central New Mexico <gasps> and join us at 10 a.m. Oh, it's fun to stay there. You're talking about staying at the YMCA. Yeah. <laughs> the song. So anyways, we're going to talk uh, YMCA. We're going to talk community involvement. We're going to talk about... Because I'm starting to feel comfortable with the idea of going back to like the health club. Albert Ramirez will join us, the executive director of the YMCA of Central New Mexico. We're going to talk all their programs and everything going on. So I'm excited about that. You guys involved in the Y growing up? So I was not involved in the Y proper. It's big in Midwest. Yes. It was Boys Club in my town. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, Boys and Girls Club where I grew up. Um, Similar in ideal and philosophy, but the YMCA, uh, it's a Christian-based organization. Um, I mean, we could very well have had the JCC on. I mean, it's the same kind of concept. I'm about to say kind of a weird sentence, okay? Hit me. Should... Vincent Jackson's death be a surprise. Should you be shocked by this? Lived on the wild side. Ooh. That's a tough one, my friend. With what you know about head injuries and contact football, is this shocking to you? That's sad, isn't it? Because no, it's not. No, that's what I'm saying. It's unfortunately not. With all of the crazy stories from players with supposed or confirmed CTE, boy, does it do a job on your mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Vincent Jackson earlier this week um, died alone in a nondescript hotel room in Tampa Bay, Florida, or approximately Tampa Bay, Florida. I want to tread lightly, but I feel like I'm in a place where I can't. I am saddened by the death of anyone. Sure. Cool. His family has pledged his brain to CTE research. Um, I don't have this as an article or anything in front of me. I know Jackson was a known drinker, but was not a known drug abuser which so often goes hand in hand with these kind of things, but apparently he stood unique in that way. Um, how many years Vincent Jackson play? I had a pretty solid career. Doesn't, yeah. but he doesn't played a lot. Yeah. Um, he's a first class hall of really gooder. Yeah. 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 A couple teams caught a bunch of passes. Here's the thing. CTE, chronic traumatic enteropathic 
encephalopathy. Is that right? In, you would- it, in, encephalopathy. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It's when your brain starts to de- like um, degenerate, right? Because it keeps getting smashed into. Yeah, they used to call it punch drunk or like uh, boxer's dementia. Yeah, before CTE was designated. There are some famed examples. Yeah. Junior Seau. Yeah. Chris Benoit. Yeah. Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Ugh. In the NFL, in partnership with like Rawlings and in partnership with whoever else. We got better helmets. Okay. Protocols, protocols, rules, penalties, but it's not going away. No, no. There's such a long way to go. What, what the NFL is doing is protecting from concussions. They cannot protect against CTE because CTE is from long-term repeated blows to the head, not just one really bad concussion. Because if that's the case, I am screwed. Because I've had a few concussions. Right. But I haven't, I don't have long-term blows to the head. So, fingers crossed, I don't think I'm getting CTE from my early sporting career. They say that, like, the identifiers, the symptoms are all personality things. Right. So, like, you get a concussion, you want to sleep more. Like, that's a side effect of a concussion, right? You get a concussion, you have blurry vision. With CTE, you're irritable. With CTE, you're aggressive. With CTE, you hallucinate. Lose sense of a moral compass. You turn, you have uh, elements of psychopathy or sociopathy and uh, rules and basically just morals don't matter to you anymore. Correct. Yeah. In 2017, there was a study and I want to tell you it was by the university of Boston, but if that's not correct, that's okay. But it's of a organization was as accredited. So there was like a hundred brains donated by former NFL players who had, who had passed. And now to be fair, these were all suspected. Okay, so it's not like this was, this was not a blind draw of NFL players who had passed. But of like the 100, 99 of them had CTE. Right. I'm not like making that up. And I wish I, I'm going to find the, the study. That way it didn't sound like I'm just pulling stuff out of the air. But I promise you <clears throat> that if you expand that, if you take that and extrapolate it out, you're going to end up with like, a number that's like half, half of all players. In the regular population, it's 6% of people. In the NFL, it's 90%. And that's just, uh, that was studied. Give me that again. In the, the normal population, all of us together, Joe Schmo, 6% of people could be diagnosed with CTE. In the NFL, the studies were done, it was 90%. That is scary. One study had 202 brains studied, 177 of them 
or 90% were diagnosed with CTE. Another study, 111 brains were studied, 110 had CTE. And that's so, in that study, scary. that's the Boston University one with um, the Concussion Legacy Foundation, which was founded by Chris Nowinski, who was um, a professional wrestler. So he went to Harvard, became a professional wrestler, like hurt his head, obviously, and then started this organization for concussion everything. Kind of weird how people get to where they're at, huh? So, Vincent Jackson passes. His family donates his brain for study. I don't know what happens after that. I don't know what that study does. I don't know what conclusions you come to. I don't know what changes you make. I appreciate the effort. The, the Hardy Boys in WWE, Matt and Jeff Hardy, you remember from the 90s that would jump off ladders and wear punk rock clothes and stuff? Yeah. They're both still alive. But they have both pledged to donate their brains whenever it's all said and done. And they made that pledge a couple of years ago. They haven't stopped jumping off ladders. They've been jumping off ladders for 30 years. There's an addiction to that. Oh, for sure. That's a whole nother thing. Oh, duh. Oh, duh. So it just kind of freaks me out because like we're at this point now where we're starting like, and I'm about to go down a little bit of a different path, but we're, we're starting athletes so young. We're starting athletes. Um, when's the, when's the first time you played like contact football? Like how old were you? Well, I grew up in Texas, so it was way younger than it should have been. Right. I was in elementary school when I put on pads and a helmet. That's unacceptable. Yeah. Eight or nine, I think. That's way too young. Yeah. Touch football, flag football, seven on seven. That kind of, I'm in on all that. The NFL has to evolve because it's just going to keep happening. It's not going to stop. You got to take, you got to take like part of the equation out. It's like, how do you keep guys from hitting each other in the head? Well, they wear a weapon on their head. Sure. When we get back, we're going to break this down a little bit more. We're going to talk about Kellen Winslow Jr., who's, um, well, basically the worst person on earth. And how CT obviously is. Aaron Hernandez has entered the chat. There's going to be a lot of parallels to those two. Yep. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. Probably New Mexico Pinon Coffee. 95.9 FM, AM 610 D, Sports Animal. So. More football talk on the program. A little bit of an evergreen one, though. Talking CTE. It's not going away, buddy. No. Penalties, helmets, training. It's not going away. The cocktail is so magnificent for some of these individuals. Like, um... Chris Benoit is a real good example of CT, right? So Chris Benoit was a professional wrestler in the WWE forever, and he had a psychotic episode. Um, the story, I don't know if you're familiar with the story, Van, scheduled to be on a 
pay-per-view event, which is like the you know the playoff games of whatever WWE, skipped it, no-showed. Like, no-showed the whole thing. Like, like if you just – remember that uh, lineman for the Raiders a bunch of years ago? Um, Barrett Robbins, is that right? Is that Yeah, that's who it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who the the Super Bowl was in San Diego, and he just said, "I'm gonna hang out in Mexico instead." Like, what? Yeah. So, Chris Benoit no shows this pay per view, goes home, murders his wife and son, and then commits like murder suicides, and no one knows anything about it. Like it was. A hidden from everyone for a couple days. So, anyways, the comment, the cocktail I'm trying to get to here is number one, physically speaking, you're gigantic. You're very strong. You're imposing. Um, presence wise, you're not a wrestling fan. You know who Chris Benoit is. Like, you have big personality and celebrity and fame and fortune. And, like Queen said, everything that goes along with that. And then, lastly, your brain is broken. So there's like an entitlement thing. There's a um, a force thing. There's a lack of mental stability. And that's Kellen Winslow Jr. in a, in a bundle. Facing 14 years in prison on a plea deal. Kellen Winslow Jr. has been found guilty or plead to get this five sexual committed sexual offense against five women in Northern San Diego County. What person of sane mind does not do that. No, no, they do not. And in, Obviously, rape is horrible in every situation. Yes. But his is extra disgusting. It's the worst. Taking advantage of some of the most vulnerable populations of people. Disenfranchised. Yeah. Yeah. He's a tall, handsome millionaire. And in San Diego, his father is royalty. Yes. Kellen Winslow is what Dolly Parton is to Tennessee. In San Diego. Sure. So, and if you're not familiar, I'm going to give it to you right here, Vital. In his trial, a Vista jury convicted Winslow of raping a 58-year-old homeless woman, exposing himself later that month to a different lady who was gardening in front of her yard. Touching himself in front of a 77-year-old woman at a gym after he had been arrested, charged, and released on bail. A hitchhiker, but the jury cannot reach consensus on whether Winslow committed that crime. How does he only get 14 years for disgusting (sighs) subhuman like that? Excellent question. Tremendous question. So the thing that's so disturbing is, and you mentioned it before the break, Aaron Hernandez. 
Yeah, well, the the cheese, the kid on the Chiefs, uh, Joven Belcher. The yeah. Ex- exact same story as Chris Benoit. Javon, I think. Javon? I think. And these guys, talking about like tight ends, for instance, they don't necessarily receive like the NFL films, highlight reel, hit of the year. They're not the recipients of that. But every 30 seconds, they put one hand in the dirt and smash their head into a guy six inches away as hard as anyone can. Over and over and over again. And if you remember Kellen Winslet, do you remember? um, So he was at Miami in 2001. Do you remember like some of those names? Do you remember like uh, Willis McGahee and the Mosses? Sure. And the the Rolls and Montez Burfik, I think, was at the U. More than correct. More than likely. His brain needs to be studied now, not when he dies. And when he came out of that, because he, if we're being honest, Warren Sapp was down there. Peter Bolware was down there. These are all the top of my head. Right. When he came, he'd been playing professional football for four years in college, because all these guys wanted to be professional football players. Then he played professional football for however long he did. Do you remember that breakdown rant he had where he was like, we're soldiers? Yes, I do. It should have been your first indication. That should have been. Also, it was like right after 9-11, so it was just like kind of really socially insensitive. And it's, it is wildly unfair for the symptoms of CTE to happen to the kind of personality it takes to be a professional athlete. Oh, yes. Because you can't admit something's wrong. No. They're not going to tell you when they have a broken ankle. No. You think they're going to tell you when they have suicidal ideations, they have homicidal fantasies, they have, they want to expose themselves to a 77 year old woman like talking about kellen winslow's soldier rant the person who has the same mentality of we're soldiers we're gladiators blah 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 is not going to run to a mental health provider and no say, hey there's some red flags help me and, and we had dr jake jason buckles on who killed it a few weeks ago who who talked about this exact thing like how hard it is for these guys to admit that there is a problem and not just professional athletes, but the general population. That's me. Yeah, that's me. Same as mirror. Hello for the listener. Like I had a full on mental collapse, full on. What am I? 36 now. Mm-hmm. So when I was 31, when I was 31, I lost it. I lost it all. Vital. Like mentally, I, I no longer recognize myself as the person that I was. And then the thing that became so astonishingly scary about that, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know who to talk to. I didn't know what professional to go to. I didn't know how to, and this is going to sound kind of crazy. And that's the thing. You're going crazy. I would look in the mirror and not recognize that person. Oh my gosh. Cause where I grew up in the Midwest, you weren't allowed to be vulnerable. You weren't allowed to have failures mentally or emotionally, professionally, spiritually. And these guys, Literally kill themselves trying to maintain that. Harm others. Chris Benoit. Kellen Winslow Jr. Junior Seau is a little bit different. Junior Seau is a little bit different. 
I'm sorry. I know this is a very serious subject, but I love the way you say sayal. That's not how you say it. Say it again. Say how. <laughs> Junior say how. That's not how you say how. You give it to me the way you would say how. <laughs> Junior say how. That's what I said. Say how. I am saying yes. Maybe I'm wrong and you're saying it in like whatever like historical tribal pronunciation. Maybe I always it, thought it was say how. Yeah, say how. That's what I said. That's not what you said. No, you said it different, I think. Say how. <laughs> it's like, cool whip. Whip. Tomato. What? Tomato. <laughs> cool whip. Say how. Potato. Potato. I feel like I'm correct. I just want, for the record. I need to check on your brain. No, we don't, because I've lived a super soft life. <laughs> no. Got to grab a break. 17 short minutes away from Albert Ramirez of the YMCA. He's going to come on and talk programs, community involvement, ease of access. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Putting a bow on it. CTE is... So incredibly scary. We we barely scratched the surface. Oh, okay. surface we of this conversation. No, yeah. it's all reaction. Dave Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio. Of course, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, ninety five point nine FM, AM six ten, the Sports Channel. Okay, you ready for this, fam? Holler! If your eyes pop out after I say this to you, I'm not going to know how to medically help you. Okay. 22-year-old Fernando Tatis Jr. Hmm. agrees to the longest baseball contract ever for $360 million. Is it $340? For $340 million. (laughs) It's pretty bonkers. And they had him wrapped up for another three years. Yes. Yes. They had him on the cheap for a few years. He is not cheap. He should be the most electrifying player in baseball for the next 13 years. Boy, are the Padres aggressive or what in signing these people? Oh, Didn't Machado God. have a pretty big contract? He get 10 years, 300 the million? Padres. Is that right? Well, they're going all in, man. All the trades they made? They're not stopping either. They got a great farm system with some some good young players coming up too. I like it. You think that you ride him for free for a couple more years. You got him under contract. You got him signed. But for a star player like that, this is a really good show of faith that they're serious about you and they're serious about winning. And as long as he doesn't have some kind of career-altering injury, he's going to be cheap in a few years. This seems like an insane amount of money. So that's 14 years, though. Yeah, I mean, towards the middle end of the contract. The exact same thing happened with Albert Pujols, where when he first signed his 10-year yeah, right. deal with the Cardinals, they were like, this is too much money, this is too much time, it doesn't make sense. And then by year four, is a middle-of-the-road deal for the best player in baseball. Right. But he was, what, 30, 31? Are we using what he reported as his age? Or are we using... <laughs> yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. 
Maybe Tatis Jr. is actually the <laughs> same age as Albert Pujols when they sign their contracts. 340 mil, dog. Yeah, I mean a 22-year-old versus a 31-year-old. Not just a 22-year-old. The most electrifying 22. The Right now, the young 20-year-olds in Major League Baseball are too good. I mean, Harper doesn't uh, – Trout, don't they have like 12, 10-year contracts too? Yeah, Harper got 13, and Trout did a 10-year extension, right? Yeah. Maybe. But I think for like Tatis Jr., and it's too young, there's not enough data. Oh, I disagree. But you can make a really good argument that he's the second best player in baseball. I'm making an argument he's the best player in baseball. No. Michael Fitzgerald Trout? You mispronounced Olin Arenado. <laughs> Nolan Arenado. So did I. <laughs> It's Mike Trout and then everybody else. But that everybody else, Ron Acuna Jr., Juan Soto, Tatis Jr. Like these these guys. Like Guerrero make, Jr. Guerrero yeah. Jr. Jacob, Jacob DeGrom. I want to name more juniors. Like there's a very small handful of people that's right underneath Mike Trout. So Tim I, Tebow. <laughs> not anymore. Oh. Yeah, call the quits. <laughs> yeah. What a quitter. That's why I never made it because he's a quitter. He went into his early 30s to figure it out. It ain't going to work. Well, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. Give you the old college try. <laughs> I'm approaching my 40s, and <laughs> I still don't know if it's working or not. <laughs> I'm not throwing in the towel. Always figuring it out. <laughs> uh, did you see, though, he, he, has to, he has to scrape off like $30 million. Did you see this? Do what? Fernando Tatis Jr. has to... He's got to peel off $30 million for big league advance. Are you familiar? Mm-mm. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, you're going to love this. So similar to the way that Orlando Marquez buys real estate as an investment. Okay. Big league advance, very specifically, and often some say predatorily, goes to minor leaguers and does this deal. We will give you $50,000 for one point. Off whatever contract we want to choose that you sign. Oh, my God. So, Big League Advance went to Fernando Tatis when he was 19, only three years ago, and said, hey, we're going to give you $50,000 for 1% of your contact, con- your Big League contract. You'll eventually sign. We don't know what that is. <laughs> so, let's say he gave over 5%. $250,000 in that moment when you're 19 years old. Keep in mind, as whenever he was signed as an international prospect, whatever, $700,000. So he, only three years ago, gave up for an advance of $250,000, roughly 30 mil. Now, did he have any idea? Did he have any idea that he was going to get 340 mil? No, no. That's crazy, right? Wow. That is bonkers. That's, yeah, that's nuts, though. So, Tatis took the largest payment. He'd be If Tatis took the largest payment from Big League Advance, he'd owe roughly $34 bucks over 14 years. Now, not do all the minor leaguers buy in at the biggest advance. They don't, right? But he probably did. <laughs> like, they probably offered him $500,000. I legit didn't know this was a thing. Yes. I didn't either. I thought title loans were bad. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
So apparently, and again, it's very much like perceived by a lot of individuals as predatory. But me, the, me included. They'll go to like class A and they'll be like, oh, that's the guy. Tatis allegedly signed his deal 14 games into his double A career. God, he was raking in double A too. That was a pretty obvious superstar on the rise too. Also, when you're Fernando Tatis Jr., destroy a baseball flipper of bats, you got like someone's got to be whispering in your ear and say, don't do that, young blood. Hey, Vital, for 250 grand, yes, I'll give you 1% of my next radio contract. I, I get better rates with the made guys that I grew up with, <laughs> <laughs> like my uncles. Class A players in 2017, okay? Here's what you're making as a Class A player. 1300 bucks a month. Cool, you're a professional baseball player. And that's only for the months during the season, Vital. You're not making that 12 months a year. Yeah, right. Make it five grand a year. Oh, man. Now, if you remember, Tatis was signed originally in 15 as an international prospect with the Chicago White Sox. God, could you imagine them with Tatis? No also? kidding, right? It's also a folklore in St. Louis, Missouri, that the Cardinals missed out on like multiple trade deals with him. That's a conversation for another time. I'm sure every team has that kind of story. Well, the story I understand is Fernando Tatis desperately wanted Tatis Jr. to play on the Cardinals. To go to Houston. But the, <laughs> but, as but, the, but the Cardinals pay, offered him $50,000 less correct. than the White Sox. That is correct. Yeah. Ah, that's the story. Yeah. And I'm sticking to it. For Tatis. So Fernando Tatis Sr. famously hit two grand slams in one inning. Yes. In 1998. He enjoyed steroids, allegedly. Right. His body was shaped like if you could stand a pizza slice on the pointy part at the bottom, that's what his body looked like. <laughs> Owner of one of the worst goatees in the history of the world. The greatest goatee in the history of sports is Fernando Vina. <laughs> Have we been over this? It's very strong. The greatest goatee. That super thin, like pencil thin yes. goatee that wrapped yes. around Fernando Tatis. Just shave your face if that's what you're going to do with it. It's like early 2000s Jim Rome good. What was the uh, the horror director who had the pencil thin mustache? It's like he just wrapped it around his face. That is, woof, that was awful. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, that's okay. I'll show you a picture. Albert Ramirez, the YMCA of Central New Mexico, is about to join us. We're going to talk programs, amenities, and what's going on in the community. Dame Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. Of course, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the Ports Animal. Back on the program. Ben, you know what I appreciate about us? Tell me. When we use this billboard that is a radio show. Sure. To bring in people who are invested in the community to talk about the things they're doing that help the community. And that's what we're going to do right now with our new friend of the show. Do you want to go job title first or you want to go name first, man? Why not both? All right. Por que no los dos? 
Executive Director of the YMCA of Central New Mexico, Albert Ramirez, joins us. Good morning, Albert. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you today? Doing well, my friend. Welcome to the show for the first time and hopefully many to come. Yeah, thank you. I, I, you know, I appreciate that you guys put this platform out there for community members, Aww. community partners like ourselves. So it's awesome. How very kind. Uh, for the listener that maybe is not familiar with the why, um, give us the elevator pitch, Albert. Talk about talk about the why and, and its existence and, and why it's here and what it does for the community. Yeah, absolutely. So the why of Central New Mexico is actually in its 160th year in the community. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so we've seen a lot of ups and downs in the community. Uh, probably nothing like what we're currently experiencing with the pandemic, but that's kind of when the why shines. I like to say that when most people are running from the fire, the why kind of jumps right in and starts running towards the fire. And that's kind of what we did with this pandemic. Um, we were one of the first to open up our doors to first responders for emergency child care. Uh, we were one of the first to uh, put together distant learning programs for kids that could no longer go to their school, but their parents still had to go to work. Um, and with a lot of support from the community, we were able to offer a lot of that actually free to them. So, you know, it's been both a blessing and a curse. Uh, we've kind of learned how to function in a new way. Um, but we're excited to, to be there for the community and do what we can. Albert, you mentioned the, the pandemic. Um, what, what were the biggest obstacles you guys faced in the interim? And then how did you guys overcome them? Yeah, you know, uh, obviously having to close our facilities was, was tough, as it was for any, any small business or organization. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of support from the community, uh, PPP, those types of things help us continue to, to open back up when we were able to do that in June. So, you know, it's been interesting. Since we opened, we had to put a lot of new procedures in place to keep our kids, to keep our members, keep our staff safe. Um, but we've, we've done a great job of doing that. So, you know, we're just, we're just trying to get through this pandemic like everybody else is, I think. So, Van, you don't know this, but I used to volunteer coach at the Y when I was a youngin'. So, <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, so in my early, my late teens, early 20s, I was living in California. Mm-hmm. And I went down to the Y to help coach youth soccer, and the kids knew more about soccer than I did. (laughs) But the environment was just as fun and as warm and as inviting as ever. Um, I haven't really stepped foot in a a Y, Albert, for like 15 years. What am I missing out on? Like, if I only remember it from my youth, what is it now versus what it was? Yeah, well, one, we got to have you guys then for sure. You know, contact me. We'll definitely set up a time for you to come check out our facilities. But I think the Y has evolved into more of a more of a uh, a lot of health and, and wellness, and trying to make sure that our community members are are you know have a place where they can come and be healthy and kind of live a healthy lifestyle. Um, we have two facilities here, two full facilities here in in Albuquerque, the Horn Family YMCA and Indian School and the McLeod Family YMCA on the corner of Tramway and Comanche. Um, They both have large state-of-the-art fitness centers. The Horn YMCA just opened in the last year what we call an athletic performance center. So we kind of repositioned about 4,000 square feet of that facility and turned it into an athletic performance center. So we're starting to train youth and young athletes, and it couldn't be at a better time with the pandemic where these students and high school kids are not able to meet with their teams and their coaches and so the Y is kind of providing an avenue for that 
So I'm a big fan of the Jemez Mountain area, and I, I frequent that that area as much as I can, camping, hot springs, et cetera, et cetera. I always pass by Camp Shaver. Yeah. It seems like such a cool place. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So Camp Shaver has been around since 1945, and it's our uh, it's our resident camp or a, a sleepover camp. And so it's right in the heart of the Hemis Valley, right there by uh, Battleship Rock. Um, it opens up every summer, and we cater to anywhere between 40 and 60 kids a week. Um, they come out, they learn all about nature, they learn all about camping, archery, riflery, all those types oh, of cool. things go on there. But most most importantly, I think that it's a good time for them to kind of learn teamwork. You know, they build their self-esteem, they get used to being away from mom and dad. Um, so we've got a great camp staff that, that does a phenomenal job. I want to talk about the community a little bit too, Albert, because I mean, obviously there at your clubs, there's the fitness and the group exercise and the personal. Do you guys do silver sneakers? Are you silver sneakers members? Absolutely, yeah. We we have silver sneaker, sneaker classes almost every day. Oh, incredible. But what are you doing like outside of the physical aspect? Is, the, is there mental growth there? Is, is there partnerships with schools? Are there after-school programs, like those specialty camps? Like what are you doing, what are you doing outside of the, the idea of physical fitness? Yeah, absolutely. So coming up, we're actually getting ready to start enrolling starting March 1st for all our summer programs. And a lot of those are youth-driven. But like you mentioned, specialty camps, we've got a lot of... This year, we're doing them as half-day camps because we do realize that parents are home. They're with their children. Um, they're they're kind of locked down right now. So, But we, we understand the importance of them getting out, socializing a little bit. Um, and we know that parents probably aren't wanting to send them out for a full-day program. So we're, we're going to run some half-day programs this year. Things like archery, cooking camp, coding, uh, Kids Gone Crafty, we call which is like an arts and crafts camp. So we're going to have a lot of half-day weekly specialty camps this summer. Um, a lot of those are geared, our summer day camp programs, which I mentioned earlier, are geared towards really combating summer learning loss. So it's helping these kids continue to thrive through the summer while they're not in school. Um, and so we're excited to offer a lot of those. Uh, the summer day camps will have six locations throughout the community and in the Santa Fe area as well. Um, so we're opening registration March 1st for all of those. So you can do that online or, at person in, or in person at any of our locations. So at the Y, February is Celebrate Healthy Heart Month. One of, uh, one of my exes said I was heartless. Uh, is, this pro- <laughs> is this program for me? Well, not necessarily being heartless, but if you have high blood pressure, you know, there's a, a program that we, we are doing in conjunction with the Department of Health. And, uh, you know, anybody with high blood pressure can participate in a free program right now that the Y works with them to help them monitor, learn how to monitor their, their uh, blood pressure. Um, and so we have situations where they can come in, meet with a counselor, kind of learning the ins and outs of what they need to do to help to have a healthy blood pressure, how they can eat right, those types of things. But our our uh, promotion, the Love Your Heart in February, is actually to give people access. This is the lowest price we've ever had for somebody to join the YMCA. It's $29 a month. And with that, you get full access to all our amenities, our branches. You become part of what's called the nationwide program, which means you can go to any YMCA across the nation that honors that. 
uh, with a membership that you pay here in New Mexico. I do want to talk about the ease of access to becoming a member. Um, but before I do, I want to make sure everyone's aware of what we're doing. Albert Ramirez is the executive director at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Uh, it's the two locations here in town. So that's McLeod and Horn. So one is on Indian School, and the other one, I think, is Comanche. That's from memory. Uh, with that right. said, uh, you're currently doing $29 a month, and that's for the rest of the year, which is insanely valuable. Um, but, Albert, I'm afraid to join a health facility, and I've never done it before, and I have a ton of reservation, and, and I don't know if I'll be a fit, and, and there's all these other reasons that I can't name specifically and why I don't want to do it. Albert, how do you help those individuals for the first time make the jump? Yeah, absolutely. So we initially, when you first join, you get two things. You get a free 60-minute wellness orientation. So you meet with one of our uh, fit coaches, and they kind of walk you through the facility. They show you how to use equipment. They introduce you to staff and introduce you to other members there. So it's a a real warm environment. Um, You also get a free 60-minute personal training session as well right now. So that's where they kind of get into the nuts and bolts. What are your goals? Trying to lose weight, lower blood pressure. What is it that you, as a new member, want to accomplish? Um, and then we really track our new members for the first 120 days closely. You know, we make sure that we're checking in on them, making sure that they're attending regularly, seeing if they're having any issues with their training program. How can we help you there? Um, and we invite them to any kind of social events that we may have, bingo nights, things of that nature. My last question before I give it back to you, Van. It takes a lot to provide this much for the community. Who helps the YMCA help others? Because I know the Y is a 501c3. I know it's a nonprofit. Um, who in the community gives to you that allows you to do what you do to, to help New Mexicans? Yeah, absolutely. So we basically have the philosophy that we don't turn anybody away from the YMCA for the inability to pay. So for one reason or another, if you can't pay for your membership or you can't pay for a program, we basically fundraise, and with those fundraising dollars, we scholarship people to come to the YMCA. Most of those fundraising dollars comes from people like you, general members of the community that we reach out to that understand the importance of the YMCA, um, and they participate in our annual funding campaign. So without the community... You know, I'm not sure the Y would still be around, but we really rely on the community and their support. There are businesses as well. Businesses are always important with us, and they and they pitch in. During the pandemic, we were given grants from Wells Fargo, New Mexico Bank and Trust. Um, State of New Mexico provided some grants as well. Um, so things like that are, are how, you know, we've been able to get through the pandemic and, and we need as much community support as we can, we can get more now than ever for sure. Well, speaking of community support, let's say listener wants to, to sign up for a membership or wants to donate or wants to volunteer. How would they go about doing that? Yeah. So two easy ways. If they want to just sign up for a membership or, or one of our programs, they can always visit our website, ymcacnm.org. Um, you can walk into any of our facilities as well, and our member services reps, wonderful individuals, will, will be glad to assist you there. And you can call and speak to one of them as well if you have further questions at 595-1515. Albert Ramirez, the YMCA of Central Mexico. Anything we missed, friend? Anything before we let you go? No, you know what? We're, we're 
excited to be here. We're excited to be in the community and do what we do. Um, we appreciate you guys for allowing us to, to share our story a little bit today, and, and thank you guys so much. Thank you. Come visit Absolutely. me at the Y. Oh, we will. Oh, soon. we will. We will. Absolutely. Albert Ramirez, friend of the show, executive director. Speaking of friend of the show, special shout out to New Mexico Pinon Coffee and Matt Breger for sponsoring us and helping us reach out to the community. Yeah. And do these things. Yeah, they are so very kind. I like the I like the culture at the Y. I like it a lot. And you know how like difficult it is to like create like an environment that's like safe right now? Sure. Sounds like they're putting the work in over there. I didn't know they remodeled the Indian school one. That was news to me. Of course it was. You haven't been there. I haven't been there. <laughs> Go check that out. 30 bucks a month. That's a dollar a day. Cheap. You know what I spend a dollar a day on? Well, nothing really. That's so cheap. <laughs> like, And COVID-19 has made like an effort, or at least individual corporations, but whatever. Like, stuff is, like, for whatever reason, the cost has gone way down, I feel like. Yeah, everyone's desperate for customers. Right. Yeah. Which makes me almost wonder if there's been, like, an artificial inflation for some time. Huh. One would think. One might think. I don't know what the standard Y rate is. I don't know. But if you can join right now for $30 a month. Giving it away. Yes. I like to learn about what's going on, too. Like, can I, can I rent, like, a cabin somewhere from the Y? Maybe. I don't know. Go down there and find out. Probably. Literally, there's cabin rental on the website. Yeah. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> That's news to me. And do you know those individuals that are like, there's nothing to do around here. I'm so bored. I just sit in my house and watch Netflix. That's a you problem. That's a you thing. Yeah. <laughs> I get so frustrated. Where's Van though. today? Oh, he had to get out of the house. Yeah. He's at the Y. Hey, that's real, though. There's something like cabin fever is real. Yeah. I had a bad beginning of the Corvids. Yeah. And like, I know listeners like, I want sports talk. You know what you really need, though? Just get out. Go do something. Out in the fresh air. Go play a sport. Go play. (laughs) Disc golf. How's that? Oh, yeah. You love that. Miniature golf. How's that? Meh. (laughs) (laughs) Top golf. How's Uh, that? Top golf. Yeah knew i was getting there that's like the polar opposite <laughs> of miniature golf yes yeah you literally do it from atop a building yes but you're doing something you're moving or doing you're moving that. yeah what a concept <laughs> finally figured out that driver at top golf last night what does that mean i was getting I was hitting him a little squirrely last week oh those was an uber joke when you were gonna make <laughs> no no not an uber driver joke thank you to albert ramirez of the ymca we got what do we got, man? Forty five minutes left. Yeah, I got some hot takes. I want to hear them. The thing about them, though, is they're all like baseball related. So we're gonna wear the rest of the program out. Not that there's anything wrong with that. We're gonna a little hardball. Dave Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, ninety five point nine FM AM six ten the Sports Animal. Big thank you to Albert Ramirez of the YMCA of Central New Mexico. I'm about to become a Y member. I was just about to say that. You are? We should. 
I don't know if like I would like to see how many people got convinced by that segment to not only go to the Y, but donate and volunteer to the Y. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna sign up. This sounds amazing. What will happen to me? I didn't know the all encompassing services that they provide. It's incredible. It's really cool. I'll become a member, but then right away, because you know how I am, I'll volunteer for something. What's that? You need me to go out to the ranch and fix a fence? And Yes. Yes, I will. That will be fun. But I tell you, you asked me during the break, and we don't normally talk during the break. You normally turn your microphone and headphones off, and then you hit the shade on the glass that divides us. Well, I don't bother you guys talking. You guys are in there talking after we go off the air. <laughs> so I don't like to bother unless you ask me. The show within the show. Yes. Oh, the good stuff on the B-side. The talk. This radio show is really a radio show about making a radio show. <laughs> like, it's not actually a radio show. This is Inception of a radio show. Good reference. Uh, not too shabby. Thank you. You said, is Fernando Tatis Jr. Is the- he the face of baseball? Is he the new face of baseball now? <sighs> He's the new face of the youth movement for sure. Yeah, it's not Todd Frazier anymore. <laughs> Was he ever? <laughs> not Mike Trout anymore. The Todd father. Mike Trout, I'm sure, okay, duh, Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. Everybody knows that. If you disagree, you're wrong. Yeah. Not every casual baseball fan could pick Mike Trout out of a lineup. He's every man. He doesn't go to the postseason either. That hurts him. Oh, my God. You're throwing shade. Fire. Just fire. No. Every casual baseball fan knows what Fernando Tatis Jr. looks like. And he's only been around for a year and a half. Yes. The beard, the blonde dreads, the swag, the... I'm not quite sure what ethnicity you are, so I can can relate to you no matter what. Derek Jeter. I love it. For years and years and years, people who talk smack about baseball was like, it's just not exciting. There's no exciting players. It's a boring game. Now we have young guys, Ron Acuna Jr., Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis Jr. These guys are absolutely fun to watch. They are must-see TV. He's literally the flipper of bats. And everybody does that now. So now it's just not like, oh, that one guy flipped the bat. It's like, how high and how cool did he flip the bat? Correct. There should be a stat in fantasy sports for bat flips. And he Number- got a guaranteed contract. Is that, that contract he got is guaranteed, right? I think that's... I think they all are now. That's, the yeah, Players I'm Association sure. is so strong. Yeah. So they're going to make all that money back, especially if they get to the World Series or they get to the postseason every year with him in the lineup. They'll make that money back, right? You would think you would make that money back. Just an exposure in TV deals and commercials and all state. And corp- yeah, yeah. Cor- corporate sponsors that want to piggyback on Tatis Jr.'s fame. In San Diego. They're making all that money back, especially later in the contract. Yes. That contract's going to be mid level in five years. Your, your replacement outfielder is going to be making that type of money in five or 10 years. The location is good, not great. So, like, when Derek Jeter was the face of baseball, he was in the biggest city in the country. Yeah. 
Like so, New York, Los Angeles, Houston, Chicago, uh, Phoenix, Philadelphia. I'm I'm guessing. Yeah. Then Austin. San Diego is like right there. Yes. Maybe San Antonio is bigger. Maybe I don't know. Boston, you think? I think Boston's smaller. Boston's like a top twenty, not a top ten. But San Diego is like a top ten. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now. Do you have it? I'm pulling it up. It's not Philly. It's not Houston. It's not Chicago. Houston's three. Chicago's four. Where San Diego? Detroit. San Diego's is... like fifth, I think. San Diego. It's got to be fourth it's or like, fifth. I'm gonna say it's like it's it's six through nine. That's one of those. Eleven. Eleven. It's eleven on this one. Okay, close enough. Yeah. So you have a city, a top ten size city, and you have the and that's that's not like population. That's media market. Oh, I'm going population. Okay, population's different because media market involves suburbs, the suburbs. Correct. That's what puts St. Louis in a top twenty and keeps Charlotte out. Not enough suburbs. Keeps Albuquerque out. Albuquerque's like forty four or something. What a fun pivot. But to put Fernando Tatis as the face of it, I think everything is there. City size, San Diego's eight. Is it? Okay. So eight, eighth in population, 11th in media market. That's still still significant. It's very significant. Because yeah. really, people only live in California and Texas and New England. Phoenix jumped Philadelphia to be number five. Isn't that crazy? Yep. And they're all Californians. Sure. <laughs> Denver is only Californians. People from the Northwest who couldn't wait for their state to legalize weed, so they moved to Colorado. Right. Yeah. By the way, New Mexico needs to figure it out. Figure it out. And I think they could. Get it together. This April. They better. They better. It's time. Because MLG promised me. Did she? That was part of her deal. She's like, I'm going to get there. Yeah. Green New Deal. Yeah. Well, okay. am I right? I see. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tatis has the skills. He has the look. And, and I feel bad for you, Kansas City Royals, but the Padres have the best uniforms in baseball right now. Boom. Yeah. Without a doubt, they're the best. Without a doubt, it's unmeasurable. You got it. You got to make room for the big three Yankees pinstripe. Yes. Dodger blue. Correct. And the Cardinals. Right. logo wise there's not a better one right they'll be on my list but jerseys in general yeah the whole kit color scheme padres are the best loyal listener you know i feel that way <laughs> i have said that ad nauseum and i've had multiple arguments in public with you about this as well everything is and there. you're wrong the padres are the best and you got a team that's going to put the effort into putting a winner on the field 22 years old and they are going after the Dodgers this is one of the most aggressive off seasons I've ever seen by a ball club and then San Diego doesn't have the Chargers anymore so Tatis Jr. is the star of San Diego the Southern Cal there that's a fire point I didn't even make that connection yeah well done sir I don't think they have a basketball team you should know. do this for a living you, yeah if I tell you you're good at this. you're pretty good at this I like the weekends <laughs> Saturdays are for the boys. Hey, Saturdays is for the boys. Yeah, baby. Have you been to San Diego? 
It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Beautiful. I fell in love the first Elder time I ever went there. there. Beautiful. And it's not cheap to live there, so Fernando Tatis can finally afford a downtown <laughs> apartment. <laughs> <laughs> he could be the face. I'm in on that. For sure. Because I'm, I'm, I'm going through my head. And with the way players are, like, sculpted now, you get, like, and we're, obviously I'm going to use LeBron as the example, you get shaped in a way to do and say and be the right thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you get, and he will be that. There, like, there's no Charles Barkley's anymore. There's no more, I don't care about public perception guys. There's not a lot of people like that anymore. Everyone's like, yes, I will volunteer at the Y. I would love to. Yes, I will sign autographs in my jersey at the Y. I would love to. Most players are like that now. And when you... What's a good way to describe this? When you buck that, when you don't do the right thing, I'm going to use your personal hero, Justin Turner. Okay. I root for any ginger with a beard. When he got real dumb at the World Series... Yep. That kept... 29 other teams from signing him. No, people still wanted him. Did they? Not as many, though. Not as many. He just signed with the Dodgers again, right? Yes, he did. Like five minutes ago. Yeah. You're going to tell me. What's he? 36? Ish. Ish. Can play. Can glove. Can do it all. Colorado needs a third baseman. Apparently great locker room guy, too. Except except for when he's got COVID and exposes his whole team to a disease. You'll never have that from Fernando Tatis Jr. Man, it's too young to say that. No, I'm telling you it's not. Because he got handlers. You think he run his own Twitter? He don't run his own Twitter. Oh, no, 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 no. The thing that I like most is the transition. Because I have felt for a couple years that there hasn't been the quote-unquote face of baseball since Derek Jeter. I I don't know who it would be. Uh, Until the last couple years, you'd probably say Bryce Harper, right? You probably would say Bryce Harper. That's not bad. Bryce Harper's hair, more like it? Yeah. Yeah. And he's got the fifth highest salary now? Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. Yep. Why do you just know all these tidbits, Vital? You're so impressive. I know you guys are baseball. Well, I mean, fans. Well, I, I knew that. I knew that. One. <laughs> I knew that. And one. you know, Machado, his his uh, uh, Tatis Junior's uh, play um, teammate. Yeah, he's seventh down the list. Can you can you believe that? And it's over three hundred mil. Yep. The Dodger way. Excuse me, the Padre way. Now Betts is up there. The Podway. So Mookie Betts is the other one. If you can lock up a star for 14 years, a young player like Tatis Jr. or Betts will say, well, Betts is Cody probably. Bellinger. Yeah, then you've got then, – then you can market that team. You know who should be the face of baseball? Trevor Bauer. What, Arenado? Love He's, that, dude. Love Nolan Arenado. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so happy. I'm legit still happy oh, for you. Oh, man. I'm legit still happy that your Cardinals got Nolan Arenado. Boy, the Rockies. The Cardinals just pirate. They pilfer the National League West. Yes. 
Everybody, any star from the National League West, I hope you like the color red because you're going to be playing in a Cardinals uniform one day. You know where Max Muncy's about to be? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just love it. My last thought on this Tatis deal. Everyone moving forward gets paid so much more money now. Yeah. Yeah. Baseball owner is in trouble as far as the bottom line. So the the Players Association, I read an article this week that their their biggest point after this season, because they're going to have a, the collective bargaining agreements going to run out. yes. It's going to get ugly. It's going to get very ugly. And one of their biggest talking points is going to be competition. So expect a salary floor next year that makes Ooh, watch out Pittsburgh that makes all the the languishing cheap teams are going to have to spend so everyone's competitive baseball business when we get back from the break say that three times fast Ew. Dame Busters presents ABQ Central live from the talk ABQ studio Pirate of Minute Mexico Pinion Coffee 95.9 FM AM 610 the sports animal we've been talking business that business Brakes are a little off, so I don't know how far we are from the today's varsity best logos. I'm getting there. We'll get there when we get there. Okay, so we're talking Major League Baseball. We're talking $340 million for one player, Fernando Tatis Jr. He's worth every single dollar. Correct. That's the end of the conversation. Thank you for listening. We had a tremendous show today. See you next week. Major League Baseball is private. They're privately owned. Major League Baseball teams are privately owned. Do you know what Major League Baseball teams are worth? Hundreds of millions of dollars. Forbes has calculated the average baseball team is worth $1.8 billion. The average? Forbes, for example, has calculated that the average baseball team was worth $1.8 billion in 2019, up 8% from the previous year, with roughly half the teams in the league valued at more than $1.5 billion, and the, a- and the average team annual revenue is $330 million. What? And you're like, but Fred, how? I'm about to tell you. Television deals. Yes. Television is through the roof. In 2018, Fox signed a um, six, seven-year deal, whatever it was, worth literally double their previous deal. TBS, ESPN. And all those deals are about to come up. So they're going to sign new TV deals. You have local deals. I know the Sportsnet deal, um, the LA deal for the Dodgers, is worth like a billion bucks. That's how, it, they, that's how they got Mookie Betts. That's how they got Mookie Betts. <laughs> yeah. You know what tickets cost? I'm being serious. Do you know what a baseball ticket costs? An average ticket? Uh, $24. For an average ticket, an average ticket is thirty-five bucks. Yeah, not bad. A premium ticket, buck fifteen. One hundred fifteen dollars for a premium ticket. Is it like a G to sit around the home plate at Yankee Stadium? 
I believe you have underestimated the cost of that. We talking green seeds right behind the home plate? Yep. Drinks included. And there's some teams, Boston, Chicago, St. Louis. Uh, in between $800 and $2,500 to sit behind home plate at Yankee Stadium. 800 to $2,500. Isn't that crazy? For three and a half hours. And those three cities that I just named, Boston, Chicago, St. Louis, they sell out every game. Yep. They don't have games that aren't sellouts. My family's had Cubs tickets for 60 years, I think. My grandpa got them it's in the crazy. 60s. My brother has them, and uh, you wouldn't believe. He goes, a guy from uh, China walked up to him and paid him $2,000 for four tickets. That makes sense. A couple years ago. Guy just rolled it off. I mean, you're traveling across the world. Might as well. Yeah. Said he never saw a Cubs game, and he wanted to. My brother's like, how much you want? He goes, I'll pay you a couple thousand for one ticket. Well, I mean, Fukudome was there. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, I'm get, I'm scared if I say his full name. <laughs> we might get censored. I never do it. We're going to get fined. No. <laughs> do you know what? Um, Depending on how you enunciate it, <laughs> that is an explicit name. If you own your Major League Baseball stadium, which taxpayers paid for, Whole nother conversation we'll get Isn't that into. Bonkers. Oh my god. You also own all the real estate that surrounds it. Kansas City owns everything around Coffin Stadium. Chicago Cubs now own everything around own that whole neighborhood. What is it? Addison? Is that what it is? Yeah. St. Louis Cardinals. LA Dodgers. Milwaukee's doing it. Like they all so wherever you park, wherever you eat. The Astros just did it. They bought a whole business complex right next to the stadium and make it part of the stadium. You know what else they do? They charge you five extra bucks on Ubers to the stadium, yep. and they take a rake from it. So I'm talking like streams of income like you've never seen. Like you think it's just tickets. It's not. Jerry Jones kind of set the formula for this. Um, AT&T Stadium, is that what it's called, AT&T Stadium? Jerry's World, whatever. Yeah. Their concession company is owned by Jerry Jones. Yeah. You want to talk licensings and agreements and, and Nike and New Era and what am I missing? The other MasterCard, Bank of America. Not everybody is is using the Atlanta Falcons business model. You see, they, they uh, <laughs> yes, I'm familiar. They made everything, all the concessions, outside of stadium prices. Like you would, what you would normally yes. pay for a beer, which yes. you normally pay for a hot dog, two fifty, and their and their concessions went up. Mm-hmm. More people bought concessions, more profit margin, blah blah blah. Stadiums don't have to do that. No, you're a captured audience. The owner was just being nice. It's like going to Six Flags. The owner was just being considerate. Well, and to be fair, to be fair, a lot of people have been down on Home Depot lately. Like like pre pandemic, people are like kind of like, come on, we're all Lowe's guys now. Yeah. That's uh, their own fault. <laughs> you familiar with the revenue sharing? Like collective bargaining and all this too? Of course. This is why Pittsburgh doesn't have to. This is why Baltimore doesn't have to. Seattle. And that one blows me up. Because Seattle should try a lot harder than Seattle tries. Oakland. Hey, watch out for Seattle in a couple years. Says everyone every couple years. No, 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 they don't. But I do right now. They will be very good in a couple years. 
I have the strongest farm system right now. All right, you ready? For, I got some numbers for you. Okay. So they're a little dated, but I'm going to get close, okay? The average cost of a beer in a Major League Baseball stadium. Are you ready? that's crazy that is crazy to me oh my gosh okay you want a hot dog 750 six bucks oh that's cheap but keep in mind (laughs) baltimore only charges a dollar fifty oh what a deal so they bring it down Average parking price, 15 bucks. Oh, by the way, isotopes, will you uh, include the veggie dogs in 50 Cent Dog Night? Because I can't go bonkers and eat 10 hot dogs anymore. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, 50 Cent Dog Night, and then I pay $5 for a veggie dog. You know I've been to at or near 50 stadiums across the country. Sure. And that's Major League, Minor League, and Independent League. Sure. Almost all these Independent League ones will do a... Seventh inning, beer is 50 cents, hot dogs are 50 cents, like clear everything out Mm -hmm. before the end of the night. Yep. And I will go ham. Yeah, for sure. I order one, I throw one, I order another one, and they're like, sir, there's other people in line. (laughs) You're you're the guy who like scratches lottery tickets in line at the gas station. (laughs) Jerk. Screwing the all subs. Okay, you ready for this? Target named the Twins Field Target Field. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. $125 million. For how long? 25 years. Yeah. The Astros Minute Maid Park, $170 million. 28 years. City Field, $400 million. That's New York, though. 20 years. Yeah. Just crazy to me. Crazy to me. We're going to take a call before we take a break. Friend of the show, Dan, has reached out. Dan, how are you, my friend? Hey, I, I, man, I'm counting up all my pennies here and everything, trying to see if I can get, it, you know, get up enough money to go watch one MLB game. You know, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to pull it off, bro. It's just... Too freaking expensive. It is not cheap to be a fan of sports in person. No, it is not. Oh, no, don't don't give me that. MLB, <laughs> they're, they're, they're greedy, dude. I am not a, I'm not a big MLB fan, but I, and I don't, like I tell by tell, I really don't have anything intelligent to talk about MLB, but I know that they're outrageously expensive, dude, and the families, some of these families just, they can't get their kids to an MLB game, you know what I mean? And it just seems crazy anymore, you know what I mean? Uh, um, you get over there, and I, now I'm not a drinker, but I know that my boys are going there, and they'll dump two, 200, 250 bucks buying beers and everything for everybody. Give them my number. You better clear your, <laughs> uh, Yeah, I'm going to give them you guys' number. But you better clear your credit card. So, I, I mean, as far as that, I just think it's really expensive. I, I'm not a big MLB fan, but I, I was telling Vital, I love the isotopes, man. I'll, you know, I... I because I'm giving money to, to, to the local businesses that are there, um, uh, catering to the, the, to the fans. And it's just a, it's a, it's a cooler environment for me. You know, I've, I've done the Texas Rangers and the, and the Rockies, and, and I think those are probably the only two that I've watched. 
But, I mean, it was outrageous, bro. I, I know I dumped several hundred when I took my kids there when they were little. You know? So now it's even more outrageous. But the reason I was calling is because I just want to let you guys know we're out here listening, man. It's not because we don't call in all the time, but I listen all the time. I'm dialed in a 610. I really like you guys' show a lot. It, now, I'm going to ask both of you. Did you guys play sports when you were younger? Sure did. Yeah, a fair amount. I played football okay. and, I played okay. football and cool. baseball until cool. I blew my so knee. You guys have a perspective. My, my thing is listening to some of these guys that have all this huge perspective and attitude and input about these sports and their conditioning and how do they feel during this pandemic and how could they do this and they're not performing that. And, and I'm listening and saying, these two guys have never, ever conditioned for a sport or never, ever been part of a team sport. And they're spewing out all of this ridiculousness. I'll let you guys ponder on who I'm talking about. I love the show, guys. Have a great one. I appreciate the kind words. Do appreciate that. And obviously another Eric Strauss reference over uh, at uh, KKOB 770. That's why we brought the Y on today. Okay, check this out. Last one before we go to break. For an average family of four, the cheapest team in the league, and this is seat, hot dog, soda pop, beer for the adults. Got it. Okay. $145.58 for a family of four to attend the Arizona Diamondbacks. That is the cheapest, most expensive, Chicago Cubs, $368.28. To entertain your family for four hours. It's pretty bonkers. Yikes. The business of baseball. It's not for everybody. We'll get back to the world's quickest varsity. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ Studios. Powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Special thank you to Orlando Marquez. Special thank you to Albert Ramirez. Special thank you to friend of the show, Dan, for taking the time and telling us that he hates baseball. <laughs> Long line. Today's varsity in the quickest way possible. The varsity of logos, Van, okay? I got two. The Raiders. Oh, we're doing pros, too? Uh, I don't know. I, I just, thought we were just doing NCAA. I was just naming Lucas. Oh, okay. Okay. The Raiders is very strong. Yes. That's probably the best one in the it's, NFL. It's very strong. I got Iowa. I like Iowa. I think it's strong. Oh, that's very good. Yeah. What do you got? Okay, I got two big ones. One was my favorite when I was a kid, and the, I had no idea why. The U. The U. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. The U is strong. Duh. I had a, I had a hoodie pouch starter jacket. Yeah. With Miami with a big U on the front and the pouch and a big U on the back. And comparatively against the Florida Gators, which is garbage. Not good. Not good. Not good. Not as good as Sorry. also in the mix, Notre Dame. Uh, see, that was, my, that was my other big that one. That was your other big one. That was my other big one. Okay. Both, both the ND logo and the Fighting Irish logo are both as strong as it gets. The cursive of UCLA with the little swoopy S underneath. Very nice. That is classic. Very nice. Uh, I'm definitely into West Virginia. I like the W into the V. But I'm going to tell you the best one. And it's mostly because I'm biased. Okay. Washington State University. Oh, get out of here. Where I went. <laughs> the W, the S, and the U make a cougar's head. And it's Washington yeah. State University. It's fire. I'm a big fan of the new Army logo. 
the that's new, a pretty good one. The yeah. new the new yeah. black the Black Knight that is yeah. very very strong. It's stolen from a hockey team. It's not even that impressive. <laughs> what came first? I don't know. What about the the Butler? I like the Butler one. Yeah, Notre Dame and Miami are only ones I could think of off the top of my head that are very very strong. Neither stronger than Washington State University. Homer's gonna home. I don't understand why you're saying that. <laughs> they literally incorporate the letters in a way to create the uh, the Nittany Lion is very strong. See, I just hate Penn State, but I, I, you know, you got those memories attached to it now, so I can't help but think of the thing when I think of the when I see the thing. Happy Valley is a lie. Yeah, that is not a happy yeah. place. Happy Valley is if like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory ended the way it should have. <laughs> What do you mean? It's dark enough. There's four dead kids. But I tell you, you did so good today. Ban. Very much. <laughs> Any final words before we go? Oh, just too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next week, Burke.